0: Versus Mr. Girl or Ghazi, Tommy said he would debate anyone.
1: Yeah, that was suggested too. I wouldn't call him a white nationalist. Though. I see Vince James. <laughs>
2: I was about to say.
1: That probably doesn't qualify. Vince James would. I don't know if he'll be free on the third or not, but I'm gonna send him a shout. It's been a minute. Uh, Mr. Dawson, can you hear me? I think.
2: Mr. Dawson, how are oh you doing there he today? goes.
1: It took a it took a minute for him to click in.
2: How's it going, man? What's yeah. up? I sat there with the wheel of death after getting the wrong <laughs> link from somebody.
1: Ah, no. You know, I was sitting here talking to him. I was like, wait, what's the problem? Well, it was me. I sent a fucking
2: YouTube link, which... I thought it was me for sure because <laughs> <clears throat> I suck at uh, tech because I'm like, I don't understand this shit. What am I supposed nah, to go? Nah, because I
1: remember we had used it a couple times before, especially, and then I was like, wait, we used this before. If it's... Finally, I started thinking it must be an error on my end uh, if it's not mm-hmm. working right. So it was. Uh, good to see you, man. Did you have
2: a good Christmas? Because you're not drinking enough.
1: That's right. I'm not drunk enough. That's true. I need that's to right. start back on the you're, bottle. You're in hardcore. comfortable
2: zone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, how was your Christmas? You should be drinking today. Today's the day of celebration.
1: Now, well, Ghislaine Maxwell, we were just playing a clip that's about what, that. Now, tell us uh, what happened there. Five out of six counts. She was guilty. That's right. I think it's minimum 12 years, I believe.
2: Man, I'm batting a thousand so hard. Like I said, this trial will be four weeks. It was four weeks to the day and she's in jail for life. And she's still got a perjury charge after this. which so she got to come back and tack on some more time, which is just hilarious because you just get to see her decrepit old ass get, <laughs> have to get embarrassed in a courtroom again <laughs> when she's already in there forever. Like she's 60 years old. So she's going to die in jail.
1: It's going to be tough for the old bag to get out of jail. I, I would agree with that.
2: Oh, she ain't getting out unless she gets Epstein. She um, she is the kind of person, though, out of just sheer vindictive resentment will start throwing people under the bus to make her stay a little bit more comfortable. So I bet Prince Andrew's sweating now and Bill Gates and about all these fuckers on this map like nobody's safe.
1: Well, that's the thing. Like... Um you know, I assume probably until the very last moment there, she probably thought maybe there was a chance that she would get off on this. And we saw a lot of the analysis. We talked about it with you last time you were on. There were a lot of people saying, oh, I don't know, man, you know, her team's winning this and maybe she'll walk and da 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 well, well that's she, not
2: what i said well no you <laughs> didn't say it? that
1: no you're right you didn't say that but i mean there were mainstream media accounts saying that though like
2: they're dropping oh yeah the they, they thought you know okay they're going over this like uh fake memory stuff and i, I thinking, like not even new For yorkers are then. that dumb or corrupt like not even a yankee would do that <clears throat> everybody's got a line she raped kids she's in prison the rest of her life uh they bingered the whole thing. Like three of their four witnesses didn't even show up. (laughs) And they had this woman on there who had a book titled witness for the defense, not impartial witness, just witness for the defense. Like, Oh, here's a way to, you know, to undermine the credibility of people telling on you. It was, she spent $7 million on that crap. Really? Had like three days (laughs) or something.
1: Holy shit! Seven
2: million—that's as much as she spent on Jeffrey's helicopter.
1: <laughs> uh, by the way, so again, I don't. I, again, I just heard it was minimum. She's not getting out of jail, most likely, like you said. Now, what else no, is she five facing? Five or six
2: counts of. Yeah. I'm like, she's in jail the rest of her life. She's already sixty. She turned sixty on Christmas Day. So, I mean, if even you get twenty years, whatever, I'm like, you're you're dead. Like you're, that's it. Less time than James Fields. Uh, you know, a guy that ran into a car that ran into another car that hit a communist that was blocking the highway gets 400 and something years in jail. Glenn Maxwell, who's an international rapist and kidnapper and you know, groomer, it's she gets less time than James Field because at least you know, she raped and all that. Actually, she was racist too, but she belongs to the privileged class, so that's okay, but you know. You get in a car accident when people are attacking your car and blocking the road, um, but you're a racist, then you get 400 years in jail. <laughs> like, a literal don't form. get me wrong, I think racism is stupid, but you shouldn't be, that shouldn't have any bearing on how long you're in jail. You know, the crime is all that should matter.
1: Now, um, we talked about this a little bit last time, but do you think this is going to be, I kind of see this as, all right, now they're going to go, boom. Justice has been served uh, with Ghislaine Maxwell, right? And no need to look too much deeper and continue witch hunt.
2: That's true. They they really just limited this thing to like a narrative about a couple of rich perverts that were doing this to, you know, half a dozen women or something and that's just not the story this is not going to get into the Mossad or israel or any of that they're never going to explain oh yeah why is he got a passport with a saudi arabian address that uh, that's issued from austria and he lives in the united states like that's weird and the fact that uh, people were told in the prior trial or prior yeah of jeffrey epstein in 2008 back off he's intelligence And the fact that he's financed by people we know involved in the black market gun running and and intelligence rings for Israel, like Les Wexner. I mean, and the Bronfman's too. I mean, the whole mega group, I mean, you can't even talk about the mega group at all for any of their crimes. And they helped finance the Nexium cult as well. That was Bronfman money. Seagram's liquor goes all the way back to John McCain and his father to help cover up USS Liberty. Like that, all that stuff. And I've, I've talked about it. Like there's like 10 hours of me just, (laughs) <laughs> going through <laughs> the, the stuff on here, and uh, they're not sure. going to go there. However, there are some goy that could go down, uh, and Bill Gates is one of them. Like, there's uh, a lot of people on this map, some of the other co conspirators, like groomers, like Sarah Kellett and stuff, some mid level midwits that she could take down with her. And we also have the Deutsche Bank uh trials still to go through from the white collar crimes that Epstein was involved in. We also have Burnell in prison. And then Peter Nygaard has a hearing on uh, January 6th. That happens to be the day <laughs> and we'll see what comes of that. And he, he actually overlaps in this ring too. Both of them saw Prince Andrew, for example, and both of them are using that garment district, uh, modeling agencies like MC squared and all to, uh, procure their, White meat, for lack of a better term, They're yeah, ham we, sandwiches.
1: We talked about that a little bit last time, modeling agencies. And again, I could think. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Trump had a modeling agency. Uh, I don't know yep. if you, you. I don't think I mentioned that last time, but he did have a modeling agency.
2: He had one for teen pageantries, too, like. He, he did. Yeah.
1: He owned Teen USA actually.
2: Mm-hmm. Um. Now. <laughs> and he married several models. <laughs>
1: That's also true. Now... Um, we're also here to talk about the Civil War. I brought Butters in. I mean, I figured just casual discussion kind of. Civil War. Hmm. Mostly Reconstruction, I guess. Uh, but it doesn't really matter where it drifts to. Like my setup for that? I do. I love it there on the background. We're going to play the um, calendar thing here in a minute, too, before we get into this. Uh, but just to do a little reset here uh, before we get into it. We're going to talk a little Civil War. Like I said, mainly Reconstruction, but it doesn't matter. If you have some questions or topics you want to bring up about the Civil War, I don't care what it is. I'm fine with that. Um, I can
2: start in on Reconstruction. Instruction and it can go wherever it goes Right it, that's kind of how I had it in the, my uh, mind Exactly the calendar actually has a lot Of Civil War information on it That's exactly uh, like on the days Yep.
1: And I'm going to play that before we start Because uh, I want to make sure <laughs> the,
2: the chick on the cover
1: Yeah um, uh, and you talked about the
2: Yeah go ahead The battle flag Of Northern Virginia
1: <laughs> Right I was gonna say uh, You mentioned this last time That it's uh, The calendar You know of course It has the cool pics And hot chicks And all that uh, But it's sure. just A fun device too Because it has these dates And you know You wake up You go to your calendar And it has uh, You know Some of your own Fun creative ones too And then you know Historical moments Civil war moments shit like that
2: I got some great quotes In there too There's one from uh, Phil Donahue That says You're the fucking Antichrist And David <laughs> replying, the door opens in.
3: <laughs>
2: funny, funny stuff, but like, when stuff when little funny things happen or some neocon died or went to a coma or whatever we made a holiday and uh, made sure that this stuff will be remembered. And there's a lot of dancing frogs on here from well-deserved deaths. <laughs> Every time a Israeli <laughs> prime minister died, I made sure that's on here. Um, but there's a lot of Confederate history on here, too. And, and January is chock full of it because that's Lee's birthday, Jackson's birthday. Um, yeah, and Lee Jackson Day, of course, January 14th. No longer a holiday in Virginia because of Northam, but still celebrated in Texas, Alabama, other places. Lee Jackson Day. Sad because they're both Virginians, yes. and Virginia no longer has it's that still, state holiday.
3: Uh, it, it's still a holiday in Florida. I think it's it on is the still blog, a holiday so. in Florida. Yeah,
2: and that's that's not going to change. <laughs> I no, don't think.
1: I don't think not, but, not anytime soon. All right, now let me play this. It's the ad. Um, I see some ass there on the streets, but.
2: Slash ANC report. Yeah, that's our Telegram. You can see the um, like that purple picture at the end in the background. It says boycott Israel, and it's got a flashing cactus. <laughs> <laughs> you see that behind your head?
1: I do see it now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't see it before. <laughs> <laughs> like, a lot of the stuff. There's of pictures the of them like
2: reading Hellstorm with a crop top that's got eighty eight on it, and like um, you'll see. Like if you get it, it it's. lots of little uh easter eggs throughout the whole thing and a lot of information all true a lot of stuff on 9-11 a lot of stuff on the civil war stinking lincoln all that got a big celebration for his death anniversary a recipe for john dokes booth cocktail all that so and there's a qr code that activates january 1st it gets even more goodies interviews with the models and yep it never ends Amazing.
1: All right. Now we're going to start up. Let me turn on the Super Chats real quick and we'll clear some of those out. We're up on killstream.live slash entropy dollar sign sunset squad on cash app. Um, let's see what else killstream.live slash tip the old standby cash Super Chats here on Odyssey, uh, of course, which you can hit up and also powerchat.live slash the Ralph for If you want to get a TTS in before we get started, because we'll pause it for a little bit and start it back up. So if you want to get that in, go ahead and do it now. Uh, and I'll play them before we start. Now, there's a couple here, though, uh, in the chat. Let's see. Pinochet's Comicopter says, looks like the creator of the Cuck Simulator game is on Steam is adding Jack Murphy DLC. Oh, boy.
0: I saw
3: that. Everyone's like,
1: he also said, we've had training week before. Can we now have Cuck Week? I think we're having that now. Um, (laughs) All right, let's see. Cubex says, hey, I got the calendar from Dawson and my Christmas ornament. Good stuff.
2: Oh, yes. <laughs> I got a Boycott Israel Christmas ornament.
1: <laughs> Very good. All right, now let's see. Here's the power chat. Let's it's
2: got see. a bell on the back. One's got a tree. One's got a bell. They get randomly, whichever one they got. But All
1: right, now let's see <laughs> here. Oh, wait, I did read that. Okay, I'll try to pull up some more. might be good. Go ahead.
0: Black Phillips sent $3. Ryan, I am going off topic for a second here, but do you believe the COVID theory about how it started at UNC then was released by feds on China? Is this a fringe theory?
2: I like the name Black Phillip. That's hilarious. Um, it's it's partially true. Some A lot of the um, gain-of-function research was done at UNC. Uh, not only UNC, but a lot of that, Trader more... Drasic and others were using UNC Chapel Hill, and also sending their findings to Wuhan Institute. So there's that's not a conspiracy. I mean that's a fact. I mean that's not. There's no theory about that. I mean that it's just like uh, it's not limited to that because they had other funds, Echo Health and others from other areas. But you know. That's where a lot of viral research is done in the U.S. is UNC
4: Chapel Hill for good and bad.
1: All right. Now let's turn this back on. Let's see.
4: Further right than Alex Jones sent $3. Why are white men the only ones that say racism is stupid? Every other group understands it, but white people don't get it. I mean, I think, I think the,
0: the other groups them,
2: like think racism's dumb even more. <laughs> like, what do you mean? What I don't understand is why uh, whites seem to be the only self-hating group, that when there's racism toward their group, they ignore it. And they're like, oh, well, everyone else is allowed to be racist but us. Like, that's backwards. Racism's stupid. But the I don't really see a problem with racism in the United States except towards whites. I mean, institutionally, they're held to different standards than everyone else. And that's fucked up. But you, you do that. If you defend whites, you'll be accused of being a racist to non-whites. And that's not true either. You know, just base it on merit and let it be how it is. If it's mostly one group or another, then, you know, they got their shit together better than the other group. It's not <laughs> on biology, you know, like <laughs> I live in Japan. We have the, probably much better infrastructure and everything than the U.S. where I live, like, you know. It's, it's dumb. Like I don't know why everyone talks about race all the time. Is that started around 2014 or so? It was just not even a thing until Soros made it one. And there is, if you want to know why this kind of divisive language is being used, you got to look at the jar shakers, because that's who wants uh, to divide the goy and get them fighting with each other. It's just stupid.
1: All right, now let's see here. There was now. This is the other one. Oh, man, that's not it. Big Cafe
4: sent $3. Oh, wait, wrong Civil War. Viva Mexico and fuck the Yankees.
1: There we go.
4: (laughs) Further right than Alex Jones sent $3. She's not spending a day in jail. They will throw some poor schmuck in there under her name. She knows too much and her family is straight up Mossad. What
1: do you say about that?
4: Now you got the last part, right?
2: Her family's massage. She is going to be in jail, though. They're not going to do a body switch or anything. Like, these people were expendable anyway. That's why they're in those positions is they are the the front that actually commits the crime. They get the girls. They do the blackmail. The financing, all the people behind the scenes, like Les Wexner and stuff, no, it never gets to them. It never gets to the Israeli state. But if one of their uh, underlings gets caught, like Epstein did or Maxwell did, they cut him off, and and the media, the Zionist media, will not mention any of the Israel connections. They'll just say it's a couple of rich perverts that did it all by themselves. They'll get all the blame and they'll get all the punishment. And if she opens her mouth too much, she will get suicided.
1: Well, there's fall guys and that's for way reason. easier
2: to do, yeah. than to like put a different woman in her cell and get her out. Like that is not. That's Hollywood stuff.
1: Well, it's also like you said, and I tend to agree. I made a joke earlier, but I tend to agree with what you said, though. They're not even worth it. They're in that role for a reason. Mm -hmm. Um, And these aren't top-level guys in the first place. And if they were going to pull some shit like that, it would be for a top-level guy. Um, Mm -hmm. Right? Um, I would soon... By the way, I don't think they would even do it for Epstein, but I would soon... I mean, a top guy would not
2: even get arrested in the first place. Right. Yeah, exactly, because that doesn't happen. They can openly commit these crimes... Um Michael Steinhardt just got busted with seventy million dollars worth of stolen art that involved twelve different criminal gangs in eleven countries. He just had to return it and no charges, but that's what it's like when you're a, a billionaire. That's what it is. you know, a couple c n n producers have fallen for kitty fiddling you know but yeah the the ones like behind it. They gave him the money, they gave him the house, that um, bribed the police, that helped shield them from local law enforcement, all of that. Nothing. And the ones we know, prime ministers and presidents and royals that have been visiting and participating in this, and their names have been brought up here and there, but none of them are being subpoenaed or anything. None of them are being arrested for sure, right? They're not going to go grab Bill Clinton, right? They're not going to grab a Barak, No way. But Epstein was, you know, he was his strike too. I mean, he already been caught before got caught again. He was too sloppy. He was dipping in his own supply. He was fun. He was a John Gotti type. Like the real mafiosos don't want fame. They just do their thing yeah. underground. Right. Uh, when you, when you pull a Gotti and you want your name And your face on the magazine covers and stuff You know, you end up risen like he did And Epstein was just a little bit too showbody. So
1: Hollywood producer lifestyle You know, hobnobbing Dipping in his own supply, like you said mm-hmm. He got sloppy act
2: Like he was a recruiter yeah. for Victoria's Secret Like any right. Wexner property, he tried to be like Oh yeah, it's me Like he wanted to be Les Wexner, basically well, I run all this stuff like, no, you manage this stuff for someone else that doesn't want his hands dirty. You you are the middleman that will also fall when it all falls apart. <laughs> and he did.
1: Well, they're middlemen for reasons because they're expendable, right? Like that's why you right. have middlemen. That's why
2: it's designed that way <laughs> so that you can cut it loose. <laughs> like, there's no other reason to have
1: middlemen. Like uh, anyway, all right. Now it's the whole it's it's mafia type shit too. Like you said, I mean, there's levels. It is of organized crime. They realize yeah.
2: organized crime realized a long time ago. If you want to get away with shit, involve the Israelis and the American media, leave it alone.
1: Time and time again, we have seen that. All right, now let me get the rest of these in, and we'll start on Reconstruction. I know it's a hard segue, <laughs> uh, but uh, we're going to do it anyway. Go ahead.
4: Further right then, Alex Jones sent $3. Why are white men the only ones that say racism is stupid? Every other group understands it, but white people don't get it. Did you send that twice? I don't know
1: if that's the same one. I think similar. I don't know. Here goes another one, though.
4: Further right, than Alex Jones sent $3, so do the big boys ever have to pay the piper here on Earth? The only time they pay the
2: piper is when one of them does something to, when they do stuff to each other. (laughs) Like uh, Moshe Katsev got, he was the president of Israel, and he ended up in prison convicted of rape uh, because he raped other chosenites. Like if they, if one of them turns on the other, Then you get an an internal war. Then some of them will have some consequences. But they can pick on the uh, the lower tier all day, every day. Nothing ever happens. I mean, they they open. Here's the biggest example: they openly stole uranium from the United States to illegally build nuclear weapons in Israel. And the shit was falling out of the docks in New York, right? Like, and there's all this missing uranium from Apollo, Pennsylvania, he got this network busted, red-handed. Every single person just gets pardoned or la-di-da. They would just let them steal the most powerful weapon in the world from the United States, uh, and then they turned around and sold miniaturization, miniaturization tech and other things to the Soviets, which effectively created the entire Cold War and got away with that. They killed Kennedy and got away with that. Like there's nothing. That, I, I swear, an Israeli prime minister could get on stage and eat a baby, and our media would say that baby was a human shield. He's gonna grow up to be a Hamas member and blah 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 Holocaust. Like, no, they never get the only the only time they ever get justice besides turning on each other is vigilante justice when someone just up and knows they did it and goes after themselves.
1: All right, now so. let's double check. Oh, there is one more. Hold on. Let's see. Oh, a couple more.
4: Further right then, Alex Jones sent $3 cause call me Mr. Piper.
1: Oh, I gotta ask you about Jones now. Fuck.
0: The Royal we sent $3 when I worked in the New York office of Learner New York, a limited company, fuck. in the mid-late 90s. When Wexner came to review new marketing campaigns, we had to black out the windows because he thought helicopters would shoot at what him. What the
2: fuck? What? Yeah. I've heard things like that before. Um
1: that sounds legit as fuck by the way.
2: Wexner is like a legit well, sell Yeah, go
1: ahead. Yeah.
2: Because if you look at the mega like within mega, right? Your are your you're Bronfman's, you Wexner. You're all these fuckers. The lowest guy on that chain is Wexner. Cuz he's he's the mob, he hires hits. He's had two of his own lawyers murdered in The 90s, 97, 95, he whacked a couple of his own lawyers,
1: they knew (laughs) a little too much. Yep,
2: exactly. And, um, Maria Farmer's talked about allegedly, of course. I love Les Wexer's just paranoid, uh, black helicopters, but I believe that I've heard a lot with him. He's he's made a lot of prominent people mad, including other uh, criminal, other crime lords, and so. You know, you might be the man like El Chapo or something, but you still know how many people want you dead. And he he fucked over a lot of people on his way up, you know. And so uh, that guy is very careful about where he is um, because these people were messing with states. Right. And when Putin went after the oligarchs uh, and got some of them in prison and a lot of them had to flee the country, all these guys got real worried because suddenly this billionaire class was not untouchable. There was somebody in a country somewhere that would throw them in prison and it would stick. And, you know, so a lot of them go to Canada, the U.S., the U.K., and Israel out of Russia. Nobody's chasing out our billionaire class. Nobody's going after Soros and Wexner stuff within the United States. But, you know, uh, there are people who would love to get rid of Wexner but as far as a helicopter shoot him through a window I don't see that as plausible but I feel like when you are paranoid every day and it's something he would do uh, then those are the kind of things he thinks about and I also think he just gets a rise out of like making everybody do extra things for him because he's just a control freak but and that guy and he and both Steinhardt have both been accused of sexually harassing women too uh, Steinhardt's got seven counts of it and Wexner properties were used to rape girls. And, and apparently Mr. Dershowitz, who always has his underwear on. She, can you imagine? I'd have PTSD from that. I can't even imagine, like, a naked Alan Dershowitz, period, but much less one of those like one of those goblins, like, running down the hall with his gut and his, his flappy skin zone. and his jewel and his yellow teeth and, like, come here. Like,
1: Trying to tell you about the OJ trial and shit.
2: God, yeah, um, and yeah, but he admits he's like, yeah, I got a massage in a different room in the house, but that woman was of age, like, oh yeah, just for you, right? <laughs> they had like, a special, wait, they had a he's special
1: non-pedophile setup for Dershowitz. Wow, right. that's pretty
2: cool. We're gonna get one of age for you, Mister Dershowitz. Like, uh huh.
1: <laughs> yeah, power chats are still going. I'll play in a second. Zero cool. Um, now, real quick, uh, before we get into the civil war, what about Alex Jones? We talked about that earlier today. What about him? I mean, I, I mean, guess there was an. He's incident. a fucking
2: serial liar, like. <laughs>
1: well, there was an incident with the medication. Oh, his the-
2: uh, his wife. Yeah, isn't he like all anti-psychotropics and stuff, right? And then his wife is on psychotropics. He's like, oh yeah, he's on the wrong. She's on the wrong ones, or whatever. Like, thought you didn't even believe in those things. I guess he doesn't run his own household.
1: Now you know what We actually played it He pretty much said That that that's true Um, Like he copped to that uh, During his During his uh, video earlier That he you know Should have done better Or whatever Um, Now originally When I first saw it I thought that they Had arrested him That's how I was Being reported on It means nothing
2: he did No it wasn't No it wasn't He didn't do He he didn't do anything As much as I hate the guy For basically turning 9-11 into a retarded Tar baby And denying school shootings And talking about Earthquake machines And all those other Nonsense He, I don't like that they're going after him for January 6th because he did not encourage violence. He did the opposite. He said, stay out of there, don't fall for it. You know, these are spooks, these are glowies. And with this domestic violence thing, she did it, not him. He's just being drugged through the news because he's a famous person and it was his wife, right? I don't like that. I still don't like him, but that he should not have to deal with this shit. Like, it's all should be on her if she's the one acting like that.
1: All right, now let's see. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, we got that one. Okay, oh, here's
0: The royal. We sent three dollars. Also, when I worked at Lerner, New York, it was understood that Wexner was gay and only got married to have an heir to his fortune.
2: You ever heard that? Yeah, I've heard. I've heard both things. Um, but he's been he's been accused of molesting women, so he's at minimal bisexual.
1: All right, now. Yeah, I mean, we heard Jack Murphy talking earlier. I don't understand. All right, now.
0: Zero Cool sent $3 Hey Buddy Not Fed posting, but is there anything we can do? What's up, man? Is there a political solution? What if we had 100,000 activists who chimped out at the same time? White, kill me. Also, should I start a modeling agency? I want some free pussy.
2: <laughs>
1: Thanks,
0: bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I do we'll, we'll
1: replay that oh, one. Let him answer that one first. Go ahead.
2: I mean, my other half was in the modeling business for a while, and it—it's <clears throat> there are clean sections of it, and then there's dirty, the real, real dirty sections of it too. And I thought about my own modeling agency after making these calendars. A lot of people suggested I ought to do that, but I—I I got enough on my plate, but. For white pills, like 100,000 people chimping out won't matter. I mean, you have more than that for the COVID stuff, and they just ignore it. Yelling at buildings doesn't work. Like, you have to affect, and you're not going to like this answer, but you're going to have to affect the parties that are actually in charge, uh, which has happened with, like, for COVID, for example. Again, 50 of the 50 Republican senators all oppose child mandates for vaccines. Whereas before, there was only one, Rand Paul. Now it's all 50 of them. And that happened because of pressure from below, not doing street protests, but going in actively and talking to the representatives. Now you can say, well, I I hate both parties and I agree, but one is a lot worse than the other. And so you're going to have to work with Republicans if you want these changes. And at the same time, work on either getting better Republicans in there or you know, even more long-term getting a completely different party in there, independents, libertarians or whatever, uh, that are more to your political leanings. But the, this whole tap out, I don't vote, don't matter what it I'm like, okay, well, this system's already in place, already exists. And those who don't vote get ruled by those who do, it's not going to go away just because you think it ought to, you're going to have to work with what's actually already here and that means your representatives and yeah, it's, just it sucks. There's other non-political solutions too. I mean, I think yeah, all politics is predicated on the press. So like Ralph's show, I used to have a show. <laughs> like, these things are growing slowly where this sort of dark corner of the internet and the information gets out. And so that's how you, like Harvey Weinstein ended up in prison. That never happened. These Hollywood moguls have been raping women their whole life. He's in jail, right? Uh, There's still the Deutsche Bank case with Epstein, which could drop a lot of names. We got Glenn Maxwell could start squealing also, so that's another potential white pill. Burnell's in jail. Nygaard's in jail. Um, One of the Bronfmans is in prison. His daughter, both of them, actually. You know, that is, you know, you could say, well, look at all the people who aren't, but at least we had a partial victory here. Um, Three of the top, epstein rings epstein burnell and maxwell all got busted and put in prison that's that's way better than before at least some of them are getting some punishment right uh but you got to climb up the chain now if you want to like this thing behind me you want to get all those names you have to have constant media pressure that this doesn't die with her trial done and sealed up the press will try to do that but i think more and more people are distrusting the the mass media and it's kind of dovetailing from several different issues maybe somebody's an anti covid person somebody's a anti open borders person and you know or or it's, you know israel palestine or whatever they see the open fucking bias in the media like israel bombed syria yesterday can you it's not on the news at all could you imagine if syria had sent an air force in and attacked israel oh fucking you know it would be all over the news on every single network but they did that and there's not a peep normal people are starting to see that like if you tell them hey do you know israel bombed syria yesterday no they look it up they see it huh how come that was not in the news it's like yeah and all these zionist media deniers like they have no response to that because they know it's true Our, our media is filtered It is completely zog. That is the parasite that we have to get rid of. If we want to fix anything in politics, we have to fix the media first, which was the point I wanted to make when Dave Smith and Fuentes were arguing, which was was like watching the Special Olympics because you have an anarchist versus like an ethno-fascist. I'm like, okay, the state sucks. Why does the state suck? Why do the police suck? I don't have a problem with cops in Japan at all because they don't act like police in America, because they have police academies. They're not trained by the Israelis. You know, it's just we don't have the same amount of filth on TV and stuff either. But, you know, if you don't fix the media, you really can't start with, like, just voting the right people, because they are unelectable without the press. We had the right people. We had a Ron Paul. Good on everything. And the press just smeared him by saying racist newsletters or whatever. Um, we had pretty good people like Tulsi Gabbard, and she wasn't even allowed to participate in the debates. The press decides who you get to hear and not hear. So you cannot fuck with government until you fix the media. And the biggest way of fixing new media is competition. Alternative media, by its sheer existence, forces the mainstream media to dial it back a bit and come toward, you know this part of the window. Uh and there are some pundits, you know, like what Tucker's done to Fox, all the other Jesse Waters, Gutfield, Ingram are sounding more and more like Tucker because he has the highest rated show. And Tucker got flipped because one of his children was a big Ron Paul fan and just started giving him the information. It's it's that quick. I mean, look at the flips of like someone like Ann Coulter, who used to be a complete neocon lunatic, is now like a reasonable one. <laughs> you know, so Sure. You can affect people, and she got flipped by Justin Romano. She started reading his pieces on tacky, and you know, got red pilled. We have to keep pushing with the press. That's why I think like fighting censorship is the issue, because if we're not allowed to talk, and there aren't that many influencers really that do this shit. I mean, there's a few dozen of us, but it has a huge impact. Because once someone knows, you can't put the genie back in the bottle. So I would say if you really, really want to affect politics, you have to support alt tech You support things like entropy and odyssey. Because if they take off, they're done. Because the, the, all this power, it's not banks. That's part of it. It's the press. Controlling the press is the most powerful weapon, which Ralph and I are trying to strip away from people. <laughs>
1: Excellent point, I have to say. And why do you think Bezos, for instance, went and bought the. Washington Post uh, and they buy these (laughs) media outlets Right? the fuck I mean they're dead on Mm -hmm. you know what I mean if you're looking to make money you wouldn't buy the if you're a billionaire and you're looking to make money right? right? you wouldn't buy the Washington Post it's a fucking loser you know what I mean in terms of making cash but it's a goddamn fucking surefire winner in terms of influencing the conversation yeah they don't care care. it's
2: right they want to control the narrative
1: they want to control the narrative and it's a lost leader for their whole business right it's part of their whole ecosystem they don't even care about the money loss and Uh, I'll tell you
2: how this all started go ahead Lincoln, the first person to shut down three hundred newspapers in the United States and kill the free press, right, and take over the media for himself, was stinking Lincoln. Like that segue?
3: I love that segue. That's maybe the best in Killstream history. Actually, at at this point,
1: (laughs) now go further though. What about old Lincoln? How did it go? How does it go back to old Abe? Honest Abe. That's what they call him. uh,
2: Oh, I know. That's the public school indoctrination propaganda. Honest Honest Abe. Honest Abe. Okay, I mean, I've, is this on Rumble or not? Because I don't know if I could even quote Lincoln without go the hand.
1: Go know, ahead, no, I'm you're gonna good. Pull
2: up, I'm going to pull up DawsonTime.com. Hopefully club. no hard
1: R's. Did Lincoln go hard R all the way?
2: Uh, I'm, I won't say that word. Okay, he didn't, right, um,
1: okay I hope I hoped old honest Abe didn't do that. That's what They
2: saying. had the other word, it sounds like that. Yeah, it right, that's
1: okay, word. you can say that word.
2: Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll just say, like... I mean this is from Abe Lincoln I guess he's being honest Abe There is a physical difference between the white and black races Which I believe will forever forbid the two races living together On terms of social and political equality He just thought they were physically different And he thought whites were superior Something wrong
1: with the blacks is what Abe thought
2: he, yeah, he they, it'd be impossible. Because you and I are different races. We have between us a broader difference than exists between almost any other two races. Whether it is right or wrong, I need not discuss. But this physical difference is a great disadvantage to us both. As I think your race suffers very greatly. Many of them living among us, while ours suffers from your presence. <laughs> In a word, we suffer on each other's on each side. Uh, if this is admitted, it it's affords nice. reason. At least we should be separated. And he goes on and on about not mixing blood and blah blah blah, you know. This guy did not care. That would have been a kill shit, guess, he, did he didn't care. He did want to end slavery, but only because he was he was a sending back to Africa kind of guy. So he was like, yeah, I don't want to expand slavery to the west because we shouldn't put blacks and whites together where they don't, where they're already separate. It shouldn't like you know, expand that. He's like, we don't want them living together at all. <laughs> so he wasn't. uh, he wasn't trying to emancipate people for some moral reasons or whatever. Uh, no. He did want to end slavery to undermine Southern labor that was competing with his own uh, railroad tycoons and stuff in the North. But had nothing to do with like empathy for blacks or anything. They they didn't even accept black suffrage in the North after the Civil War. Uh, it took many more years. It took until the Fifteenth Amendment to get that going. And in fact, uh, the entire South it had didn't apply to the North. The North.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, go ahead. It didn't apply to the North. Anyway, sorry, go ahead.
2: Yeah, it didn't. It's I funny, mean like, yeah. and no. only five only five states in the North and then that really didn't have any black populations accepted uh black suffrage. And it got rejected. Um it got rejected by Connecticut and Minnesota and Wisconsin in eighteen sixty-five, and it was rejected by Michigan and Kansas. Uh Kansas in 67, Michigan and Missouri. And in New York, they allowed it, but not really because they say, okay, we'll allow black suffrage, but you have to be a property owner to vote, which none of them were. So that was like, we have it, but you don't really have it. And then New Jersey still had slaves. <laughs> so I mean, New Jersey didn't, in, and so did Kentucky and so did Delaware. Those three northern states all had slaves until uh, the 13th Amendment uh, forbid it. So, and that was after Lincoln was dead. That was way after the Civil War was over. They still had slaves. They weren't don't tell that part part in slavery. So, they wanted it in slavery in the South because it would help their war effort. But for the first two years of the war, uh, they were still enforcing black code laws and taking contraband. If you were a runaway slave and you went up north, they would return you as like property, right? Uh, only mid tier war because the North was losing every battle they decided, all right, if you make it up here, we're going to keep you because they would undermine uh, Southern labor and war effort and nothing. And they just usually put them in a contraband camp and use them for their own free labor in the North, building tents and picking cotton. And tens of thousands of them just died um, in Grant's concentration camps.
3: The I think I said the camps book about that. that. Mm-hmm. I think it was called Sick from Freedom. Probably like one of the first in studies, it was <laughs> back in 2012. Uh, he estimated somewhere between like 80,000 to maybe as up as 200,000, you know, slaves, contrabands, you know, freedmen ended up perishing from the start of the Civil War up until the end of the decade. Many of them dying from disease, malnutrition, mm-hmm. because the emancipation that was promised produced basically a humanitarian disaster because it was just. Let's just, you know, take this population, you know, and have no, you know, have no way to just, you know, integrate them into the society, have no way to give them any steps. thing, And just, as Lincoln once said, just root hog or die.
1: Well, they had no structure or no, you know, agency or, like, come fill out some shit here and get some help. Like, it was just, hey, if you get up here, you're free. Uh, Yeah, but anyway, go ahead. uh, Well, a lot of them
2: just got incarcerated, too. During the war, they were put in contraband camps to do work. After the war, they would just, for even the slightest accusation throw them in jail and get the free labor that way. There's, um... There's been some, it was funny because I had somebody asking me about uh, contraband camps and stuff because they went a googling and couldn't find anything. And I'm like, "Well, yeah," uh, but it's a great book by Samuel Mitchum. Uh, it wasn't about slavery. That's a good one. And there's some good articles in the Guardian and like foreign papers about the contraband camps. But you, they have really sanitized the internet of this stuff. It's um, it's pretty ridiculous, actually.
1: Uh, It's kind of hard to find. Now, let's talk about Reconstruction itself. You mentioned Abe Lincoln. Uh, Of course, he wasn't around for Reconstruction.
2: Uh, Yeah, he wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Why? What happened? (laughs)
3: Uh, (laughs) Just gave him the best. You know, met him at a bar and said, I got the best shot for you,
2: sir.
1: Yeah, the trip to the theater <laughs> didn't turn out the right way. For it's like, all right Mrs. Way.
2: Lincoln's fault. She was like, you never take me to the theater.
1: <laughs> so I was, love that
2: quote. So other than that, how was the show, Mrs. Lincoln?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the great jokes. Quebec says, with the control of money, they can buy up the alt press. Eventually, Torba will have successors. All it takes is one. To sell out is what he said uh, on the last conversation. Thank you, Quebec, for the kind con- contribution there. Um, now, okay, uh, reconstruction. As we mentioned, Lincoln not around. Uh, I guess he's first right.
2: Lincoln was not around, and Andrew Johnson just like they he would veto things, and they had two thirds majority and yep. would just pass them anyway. And one of the first things they did is set up Johnson from law Tennessee. So- by
1: the way, he was a southerner himself.
2: Right, yeah, he was a unionist, so Tennessee he had a Republican <laughs> governor was... Because Andrew Johnson had gone to be vice president And then became president when Lincoln got shot Ha! And then oh, so sure. This is all about political power For the Republican party Because Tennessee was the only state That did not have martial law uh, Because it already had a Republican control But every other state in the south they got cut up into zones Virginia was zone one North and South Carolina were zone two Um, and, uh, Louisiana and Texas were zone five. And then, uh, was it Georgia, Florida, Arkansas? They all got carved up and put under martial law and they took voting rights away from Southern veterans. They wouldn't allow their officers and former Confederates to hold any political positions whatsoever. And they allowed blacks the right, black men, excuse me, not black, black males, the right to vote, um, because they saw it as a voting block for the Republican Party, not because they were like pro freedom or anything or you know anti-racism or whatever. Because they didn't let Asians vote, they didn't let American Indians vote, they didn't any other races. They still enslaved the Chinese too, by the way, only blacks, and because they saw it as mostly illiterate um group think vote where they could get the black community to vote for their party a- enough that uh they would be able to to rule, and they did, and all the new western states that were added to the u s ended up with two republican senators, all of them uh, so the Republican party had absolute control and they used black males as as just a way to push their own political agendas, which did not include anything helping blacks. In fact, black, most blacks ended up becoming sharecroppers alongside the whites they live with and were in just destitute poverty as anybody else. And their living condition did not improve at all. Just now you're allowed to vote. Okay, well, they just, it didn't work. And there were some... Um, I mean, there's always some. There's always been Friedman and stuff like. There's your Booker T. Washington. There's Hiram Rhodes Revels, first black senator, he's in Mississippi, and they too uh, saw exactly what was happening. I'd like to quote uh, a couple of these guys. I got one from Booker T. Not the wrestler, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> five times. Uh, I was just gonna say I five said, I, when yeah. I was up to five bands on YouTube. I'm like the five times, <laughs> five times <laughs> doing spinning roonies in my head. He says, um. Though I was but a little bit more little more than a youth during the period of reconstruction, I had a feeling that mistakes were being made and that things could not remain in the condition that they were in for very long. I felt that reconstruction policy, so far as it related to my race, was in large a large measure on a false foundation it was artificial in force. In many cases, it seemed to me, the ignorance of my race was being used as a tool with which to help white men into office and that there was an element in the North which wanted to punish Southern white men by forcing the Negro into positions over heads of Southern whites. I felt that Negro would be the one to suffer for this in the end. Besides the general political agitation drew the attention of our people away from more fundamental matters of perfecting themselves and in industry and at the doors of securing property. And then Rebels continues and says, Since Reconstruction, the mass of my people have been, as it were, enslaved in mind by unprincipled adventurers who carry nothing for country or willing to stoop to anything, no matter how infamous, to secure power for themselves and perpetuate it. My people are naturally republic, blah, blah. This is the part I love. The bitterness and hate created by the late civil strife has, in my opinion, been obliterated in this state, except perhaps by some localities, and would long have since been obliterated in this state were it not for some unprincipled men who would keep alive the bitterness of the past and inculcate hatred between the races in order that they may aggrandize themselves by office, its annulments, and control my people, the effect of which is to degrade them. So there were... Black senators and individuals trying to write about this and articulate this. Like, we're just being used to get these Yankees in the office so they can aggrandize themselves at our expense and pit black and white Southerners against each other. That's what's actually going on. Uh, And that is what happened. And a little bit that happens now.
1: Well, I was going to say, it sounds like a familiar story. (laughs) I mean, there's
3: a lot of questions. You know, Reconstruction is a period of history that has been subject to. So much revisionism and things that it's really hard to keep track. Of. I think what you're mentioning, like recently there was an article written in the American conservative, I think published, that really took a critical eye to the modern reconstruction interpretations that were written up by W.E.B. Du Bois and later sort of championed by Eric Foner, to sort of put the racial aspects and racial conflicts at the front and center story, And furthermore, that they what what happened was they, they they put the idea that the Republican Party were true believers in quote unquote racial equality, where you know we they probably say no, that's not the case at all.
2: No, I mean Lincoln's cabinet. Lincoln three days before he was killed was talking, making a plan to send blacks to Panama to dig a canal, and Grant supported that too. they, the Republican Party, did not believe in racial equality. They still were, they still had segregated everything. By the way, up until 1965, in a lot of places, and, uh, and Yankees too. They didn't care, and they, I mean, Chinese and other Asians didn't get voting rights till 1943, and American Indians you could, would still get. California would pay you to murder people and bring them a scalp, and that last they put the last Yanni Indian. In a museum where he died of a fever, and that was in the 1900s. All right. So, like, they didn't believe in racial equality. Nobody did. That was, you know, that's just how it was at that time. And this, that's such a canard. And it's like everyone that writes about Reconstruction does it through the racial lens. Like, almost every book about it races at the forefront of the thing. So, because there are so many books about race and stuff, I'd like to talk not about race and just give you statistics on what happened in the south just purely on economics without bringing race into it because it is important to talk about race and blacks and whatever but i feel like that's been done to death and you can find that information very easily right if you want to (laughs) you had the 10 wealthiest states which were all southern states are became the poorest Mississippi and South Carolina were the wealthiest states in the Union prior to the war, and the poorest states in the Union after the war. And that doesn't—you don't have to—you could exclude the value of um, of the slaves, and uh, as, if you were counting that as property, what they own, their per capita income, their everything was above the rest of the United States, and they became the poorest and have remained that way. Mississippi still the poorest state in the Union. It's—it um, took eighty-five years. Uh, up until basically after World War II, it took until 1950 for the South to regain its below average percentage ranking for per capita income that it had in 1860. Right? So it, it, they devastated these economies. And it did, nobody, and I mean fucking poor, like don't have shoes poor, uh, which is, it was that bad. I mean, during the war, two thirds of all the railroads and two thirds of the livestock had been destroyed. And killed, so they didn't even have animals to plow the fields, and the when they want to rebuild their railroads, of course that's going to be carpetbaggers coming down and getting those contracts. The banking capital fell from sixty-one million in eighteen sixty to seventeen million by eighteen seventy. So eighteen sixties, just before the war, went from sixty-one million to seventeen million in the South, right. And they had all these rules and regulations about starting any kind of national banks too. And they're all in the Northeast. Uh, they would not allow uh, the South for the, one of the most important type of loans you can get is for a mortgage. And they wouldn't give them any. And these places just started falling apart. Like nature took over farms. Um, cuts who grew over porches and stuff. A lot of them, they didn't have piped in water. They didn't have screens. People didn't have shoes. And because they didn't have footwear, a large portion of the South started getting things like hookworm and, and rickets and stuff stuff that had pretty much disappeared before the Civil War returned again. Uh, hookworm is a type of parasite that will... Um, it makes you lethargic and stupid. So I don't know if Nancy Pelosi has some of those or what, but... <laughs> you know... Uh, that barefoot southerner i mean that was this way it was and nobody knew better um but i mean they couldn't even afford a pair of shoes the capital was gone uh and then what did exist was people moving down there from other areas uh to run rock shot over people and there really weren't any studies about the poverty in the south until the 1930s i mean nobody cared um Everyone knew it was the poorest part of the nation. It had been the wealthiest, became the poorest, and uh, there were no aid to Southern farmers. Southerners were forced to pay off Lincoln's war debt, and this is the worst thing. They had to pay off the bonds that, because Lincoln's greenback by the end of the war, they went from being a dollar to only $0.35. But the war bonds had gone up 40-fold, okay? Uh, That's better than a Bill Gates vaccine investment, you know? That's unheard of. And and the South had to repay these and they didn't own any, they didn't have any Yankee war bonds. They had to pay them and they had to pay the Northern pension funds as well. And they uh, had to do it in gold. The first act that Grant did when he was president was to force the South to pay off the war debt and to do it with gold. So that was a double whammy, right? Because it, that paper money had depreciated anyway. And, uh, so there, this way of sucking up Southern gold to pay for a war that the North started.
1: Now, was this a Lincoln policy? Um, would, do you think this would have happened under uh, if Lincoln had continued as president too to soak the South with the war debt? I know that's an old tale I've heard too that Lincoln would have done things differently, perhaps, and um, then then how things ended up getting carried out. Maybe that's just a sob towards
3: Lincoln. I have, a, but, uh, I have a theory about that myself. Well, hold
1: on. Is- I'll let you get in. Let me. I'll let you get in. Let, no, <laughs> you know. let me tell
2: you. The the debt was uh, started at sixty five million and it jumped to two and a half billion. Um. That's how much it flew up. And then they're like, okay, you're gonna repay this in gold. Lincoln and Grant tended to agree on a lot of things. So would Lincoln have been softer? Um he had left the Republican Party and he was in the Unionist Party. But uh no, I mean this (laughs) I don't think Lincoln is somebody that you can ever say, Oh, well, maybe he would have gone (laughs) nah this guy started the whole war and created the whole debt in the first place. Right. Lincoln was such a monster when his own union soldiers were starving to death in Andersonville prison in Georgia and dying of typhus. And it sounds like another thing, right? These these people are dying of starvation and typhus and typhoid. And and because they're malnourished, that's the kind of thing that happens to prisoners when you're malnourished. 12,500 Yankees had already died in this prison because they couldn't feed them. And before it got to that point, they said, let's do a prisoner exchange. They said, no, they said, you know what? You can just have them. If you will send a ship to the shore, we will haul them over there and you can take them back up north. And he wouldn't do it, even though he knew they're going to die. And like, it's free. We're not asking for anything, but we don't have the food or means to take care of them since Sherman is out there burning everything. Um, and they're going to die in here. He left them there to die, so more of them did die. And then the saddest thing, or poetic justice, depending on how you look at it, is after the war, when they finally would go get them with riverboats. Uh, most of them were packed on this ship called the Sultania, which was uh, they had overcapacity, and somebody <laughs> didn't want to didn't want to make as many trips and wanted to cram as many on as possible, and. The boiler, there's something was wrong with the boiler and they did some cheap patch up work instead of the money required to actually fix it. And it blew up in the middle of the Mississippi River and the whole thing sank and over a thousand, two hundred people drowned or burned. And so these prisoners have been waiting, waiting, waiting to get out. A lot of them is starved. They've gone through all this hell. The war is over. They're halfway home and their ship sinks. That sucks. <laughs> but that's what happened. That event is on the calendar, too. explains it in the little link, and my brother and I did talk about it. But that was the worst naval disaster in U.S. history, probably in the world.
1: All right, I will turn Power Chat on for a second. I see a couple Super Chats over on Entropy as well, killstream.live slash Entropy. Haley May, which is off-topic, but I think she asked this last time. I don't, I don't think we got to ask you, though. What does Dawson, or she asked somebody this, what does Dawson think of English? a.k.a. linguistic purism.
2: I don't care about linguistics. I have enough time dealing with Janglish, which is Japanese people trying to speak English. All right. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, like... I don't know. That's completely off topic. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, was <laughs> saying, I didn't
1: know if you had a not. Uh,
2: Appalonia whiskey says. why people preserving their language, like the Irish role and things, was sent but. sent three dollars yeah,
0: when I worked rough. at the limited headquarters in Columbus, Ohio. It literally had no windows because Wexner did not want you see notice the time of day the or fuck? if there was a snowstorm. A windowless black box with no clocks as a company policy. The fuck.
1: Creepy dude, man. Wexner lore here on the show. Apollonian whiskey. That sounds yeah, not cool. That's like a casino, actually. (laughs) I'll think about it. Uh, Except you're not there uh, in the same capacity. Uh, Apollonian whiskey says, Ryan, I I haven't heard how your racism is stupid handles the fact. Okay, this is a little off topic too, Um, but uh, handles the fact of blacks committing more crime upon native whites, and how your worldview plans to negotiate with blacks to stop this. It seems rather naive to ignore, (laughs) nor natural selection of enduring Mm. long winters and planning ahead had on organisms
2: that's like somebody that doesn't understand the subset of a category yeah blacks commit more violent crime in the united states than whites and you could say the same thing like men rape more people than women and you could say 99 or 98 percent of rapes are by males true but 99.999 percent of males don't rape it's all this one little sector and it's, it's not the blacks, all of them committing 55% of violent crime or whatever it is. It's like half of a half percent doing all of it. And these are these degenerate fucklords Lords that live in liberal cities, uh, who have been taught from birth that nothing's their fault and they're entitled to everything. And you know, it's wasn't always that way. It wasn't that way, even in like the seventies and stuff. And they were just as black then as they are now crime picked up the way it has because of liberals and majority of blacks live in cities in urban areas, which is where violent crimes occur. Uh, and it's always these liberal cesspools, but it's not biological teleology. They're not like meant to act that way because they didn't always act that way back in the fifties and sixties. We didn't have drive by shootings. What well, we did by Italians and stuff, but not by blacks. It was different groups have had their time of being the crime syndicate, and currently it's the way it is. But that is not because of genetics; it's because of shit libs.
1: All right, now Nadie Banks, thank you for that Uh, over on Cash App. I appreciate that. Uh, Let's see, I see one more now. Haley May says, "Should only Irish people preserve their language, not English people?" Yeah. All right. Now, <laughs>
2: fuck the prince. Now, um, I don't even know. Like I if you want to learn Irish can. But I feel like uh, you got to see the writing on the wall at some point. Like a lot of Native American languages are probably going to disappear in the next 50 years. There's a lot of um, just smaller language groups that just aren't going to survive. It's sad. Uh, because especially if you have all this literature and stuff you need to preserve, you need to translate it because I don't know, it's on its way out. Like you can only know, you can only got so much time. And I have friends that speak fluent Gaelic and stuff. And uh, that's one that's large enough to make it same with like Welsh, you know, but, um,
1: Oh yeah, we talked about this a little bit. I think it was her that got me talking about. There's this no last reason time. to
2: learn old English unless you're a historian. Yeah, or something. basically, like, it's
1: English without the f- words that uh, came from foreign languages. I guess uh, that you would say.
2: Yeah, uh, just that's why. I mean, it, it's uh, it's not how language works. There are foreign words in Japanese too. It's still Japanese, but it's like almost impossible to purge all the French out of English or something, right? It's like 30 percent of the words. Like it english is already itself an amalgamation of different germanic languages so that's already it's already a hybrid language that's how that's why the spelling's so fucked up um so i don't know i'd i'd, I'd have to hear what the other the argument is on the other side because I, I don't really care about that issue that much all right
1: yeah i mean well i brought it up. all right now let's see if we get back to reconstruction boom okay,
4: baby. Shinshan two five six be sent three dollars once again. The Southern whites were too nice to the North. Let the Yankee prisoners go free, but the hit that ding bell. North didn't even care to get their soldiers back. No more. No.
2: Now what about the <laughs> They didn't. Yeah, the North didn't care. Well, North cared. Lincoln didn't care. There were Northerners that are like, yeah, bring them home. They have families, and this is hurting our war. Lincoln's like, nah, it'll burden the South to have to try to take care of them because they have and fewer I, troops. The South basically. could have said, all right, go starve in a field, but they didn't these are people. I mean, they speak the same language. They're like, you know, they tried to feed them and they couldn't. They ran out of food. The North didn't give a fuck about the South. I mean, they've been demonized by Hollywood ever since, you know. Up into the late 1930, 1930, over half of South Carolina's population was under 20 years old. You just didn't make it to old age. That's, and that was coming from the poverty and education took a big back seat too, because they didn't have the money for public education. Suddenly uh, they also had to educate all these blacks and okay. If you're going to make that a rule and we got to do that. Okay. But we don't have the money to do that. We don't have money for, <laughs> for the population of, of just whites, even
0: and unfunded so, mandate. They weren't getting subsidized.
2: They weren't getting money from it. They got. They had to pay all these taxes, right? All, most of all the infrastructure projects were being. All the money was being spent in the north. Um, the south was being burdened with it. So.
1: Now, talk about the, I mean, I guess, first off, I guess just reconstructing itself, how long did it last? Uh, so we'll talk about some of the longer-term effects, too, but um, I guess you can take it however you, you want to want. How, how long did it last? Uh, some of the lasting effects that you see to this day, uh, et cetera.
2: I mean, it it really lasted until 1950, 1947 or so. It, it took World War Two, For example, the tariffs, the tariffs were... The re- one of the reasons why there was secession in the first place, but they went up to 45%, and that was, like, why South Carolina seceded, right? They twice said they are going to secede over the same issue, and did on the second time, and they jacked that up to 45%, which hurt cotton trade in particular, and it remained that way until 1913, right? And that's, of course, when they make the Fed Institute an Income Tax on everybody. Um... And that Even then, it only went down to 43%. So, oh, wow, you had a 2% drop at, from 1913 to 1920 uh, or 25. So from 1925 to 1934, they, um, they had a small window where it was to 29%, and then it went back up to 45 again until the end of World War II. So it basically been 45% or 43% the whole time. There's that little clip from twenty five to thirty four where you have your roaring twenties or whatever, and Coolidge lowered taxes too, but um, they're paying the majority of uh, of import/export taxes, and you know they had over twenty million bundles of fungible uh, bales of cotton that these cotton agents would go down with the military and just seize it and steal it. And then they would sell it and profit in the north, and they only had about fifteen million in capital, so I mean you <laughs> bales of cotton were going for five hundred dollars, so you can do the math there. they had twenty million that were stolen so all that wealth got transferred up north and The reason there was so much cotton laying around is during the war there was they had uh put up a blockade, so there was no way to export it for any amount uh they did. Uh, do some blockade running, but that was just a little trickle, you know, of cotton getting out in income, and mostly that was from captured northern ships that they re outfitted to become blockade runners <laughs> for the South, out of necessity. including the SS Harriet, yeah, right. the ship that started the war. Yeah.
1: Right, that was a ne- out of necessity there uh, as well. And now go ahead, um, Butters. If you if you had some stuff, I know you wanted to talk something about uh, earlier too, but uh, go ahead. I'll let you talk for a minute too if you want.
3: Well, yes. Um, Now, my view is that I kind of view the issues revolving around slavery to be a cover for the political power and struggles that were going on between the North and the South. And that it probably, I believe the cracks for what would become the War for Southern Independence started in the the 1830s, because Mm -hmm. prior to this, I think emancipation was going along pretty well and it probably would have been completed for the Upper South around the 1850s and the Lower South sometime in the 1870s. I do think because, um, well, for example, when it comes to the issue, the reason why for, you saw that, that the, the Lower States cited as a reason is because they didn't want to have to deal with both the, you know, they didn't want to have a Haiti situation on their hands they didn't like the North hypocritically allowing the nullification of like the Fugitive Slave Clause, which was a Constitution in the Constitution. This wasn't necessarily an un, like an unconstitutional law that the federal clause could not apply to. Yeah. And another one was that you know they like to you know, these are some of the detractors. They'll say like all of them seceded over slavery. This. And I don't think that's really the case because you have to look at this. And ultimately, mm, I think the largest southern gray.
2: states didn't secede uh, until after Lincoln attacked South Carolina.
3: Yeah, that was the Virginia, upper North South.
2: Carolina, they, and Tennessee, actually. They didn't secede from the Union and join the Confederacy until uh, Lincoln fired on the Nashville and sent federal troops to collect revenue from South Carolina and created Fort Sumter and blah, blah, blah. I mean, Virginia's state constitution nearly ended slavery anyway. They lost by one vote. North Carolina was already phasing it out. Tennessee was phasing it out. Uh, as was New Jersey. They had, like, a date well, after this day, no more. But in the North, like, the only state in the North to end slavery during the Civil War wasn't really a state. It was Washington, D.C. Uh, but they also paid him compensation, $300 per head, and they and Lincoln offered blacks $100 if they'd leave the country. <laughs> You know, and what a lot of northern states did is three days before, like the ones that did have emancipation is right before that happened. They just sold their slaves to a slaveholding state and got, you know, cashed out. And so it's like, OK, we'll we'll sell all our slaves to, to Mississippi or whatever. And then they turn around and say, oh, yeah, now we're in slavery in Mississippi. Well, it's a lot harder for these lower states to assimilate. this much larger part of their population. It's not as easy as Connecticut or something. To in slavery as Mississippi, because slaves were being used for in cash crop industries like cotton, and that's where it grows. Um, the North also benefited from the influx of immigrants from Ireland who were running away from the potato famines, which they the math was just that wage slavery is more cost efficient than cattle slavery. And so they're getting all these immigrants from Europe who are like straight off the boat going into the factories and doing the kind of work that were slaves, not slaves. They got paid, but not really. And some of them didn't even get paid in real money. They got paid in script. So it's like, oh, yeah, here's your payment, but you can only use that at the company store type of situation. And that model of slavery lasted until the 1920s. Uh, that's what the Blair Mountain Rebellion was about in West Virginia, where the the, the where the word redneck comes from is the coal miners with their red bandanas fighting against federal agents. And they were living in tent cities, both black and white, by the way, a lot, mostly Irish, forced to work on these railroads, which were subsidized by the state. That's a Lincolnite model of the economy. And they're getting paid in script. And like, what are you gonna do with the script? And they would like do stuff like, Oh, you have to rent your equipment from us. So the equipment you're using is not free. You have to work, and you're gonna need a pickaxe and this and that and a helmet and whatever, and you gotta rent that from us. And you can only use script to get those things. Uh so it was still slavery, and they still had Chinese slaves working on the other side building the railroad with coolie trade long after the Civil War. It wasn't about human rights or any of that gibberish they give. It was um you know, it's about money and you know, they, they still use slavery in different forms, but the reason it was easier to get rid of in the North. They had a smaller black population and they were using immigrant labor anyway, uh, which was effectively slavery too. And they also were just getting money from the government because they had a larger population. They realized they could vote themselves money make the Southerners pay for it you had a quarter of the population paying 85% of the taxes and almost the entirety of that 80% of the taxes was being spent in the North and they were using it to subsidize themselves and gain monopolies and steel foundries and railroads and other industries. They had a massive advantage because they're getting money from the state and how you compete with that. Oh, I'll pay you X per mile to build a railroad. Well, that actually caused the lower States to hold on to slaves longer because if you're in that kind of economic situation, you're not going to get rid of your free labor when your competitors being paid with your own taxes, right? So the economic policies that the North implemented on the South actually exacerbated slavery and made it last longer than it would have otherwise.
1: All right. Now, let me see. Let me read this. Uh, Apollonia Whiskey says, Thank you for the well-articulated response, Ryan. Given your worldview, it seems New York City is already the end game for your worldview, but far left. Do you therefore advocate for an equivalent libertarian New York City or far-right New York City?
2: New York City tried to secede from the union, too, and it was on January 6th. And that was also over the free trade zones in South Carolina. They said, If they don't have to pay, we don't want to pay either. And they nearly left the union. And that's that's really what got Lincoln... To attack the South was pieces of the North were about to fly away, too. Nobody wanted a 45% export uh, tax, and they were also going to get uh, taxed right back by the Europeans because they were. if you put tariffs on their goods coming in, then they're going to put more of us uh, going out. Uh, that is not my worldview to be like New York City. I do not believe in multiculturalism or any of that crap. I just don't think you can judge individuals by racial category. Like you can't just say because uh, people that look like this usually blah 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 whatever. You don't know anything about an individual, so just base things on merit, and it'll pan out the way it ought to, you know. But you sha not just dismiss somebody because they're uh you know belong to whatever category. I mean that's just dumb. I don't want open borders. I don't. I don't. I think we need to preserve cultural integrity. That you have to have assimilation. You should have your you know. A language and it should be that that's the language for your state like uh, I'm not an anarchist like a lot of these like so-called libertarians that are like don't want borders and don't believe blah, blah, blah. they're not libertarians they're anarchists libertarian philosophy is the Jeffersonian philosophy the Ron Paul philosophy of just saying get the government out of the marketplace stop having the state like what Lincoln and Hamilton did pick winners and losers in the market it is not get rid of police get rid of borders get rid of courts get rid of the you don't just get rid of the government <clears throat> you just the government's supposed to be a referee not a coach the government is supposed to settle disputes about force and fraud and run a post office and national defense and that's about all it needs to do but those are very important roles and there's a big difference between being a libertarian and being a dumb fuck anarchist that just thinks we'll privatize everything and get rid of borders or whatever i mean it's silly
1: all right, Haley May says orange is already a hybrid of yellow and red there. For orange is a lost cause, uh, is what uh, I that guess. That
2: analogy doesn't fit with the language analogy whatsoever. Appelago. That's funny. because up you're talking about cause, let's get rid good. of all the red and orange, like, you can't. I mean, orange is orange. You cannot get rid of every single foreign word in English and try to speak like that. I mean, what's the point? Why not have some foreign words? What's it... Why... was it hurt? I mean, it enriches your vocabulary. Like chutzpah. Yeah. Right. Exactly.
1: Now, uh, Apollonia Whiskey says, also, does Ryan believe in the Underground Railroad or was it exaggerated for propaganda purposes or, as other events are alleged, allegedly in the last early century?
2: I mean, yeah, it was a real thing. And yes, it's been exaggerated. I mean, so is like like from Rosa Parks to Anne Frank, they love to make these little stories like this woman alone did this. these. I mean, it's just not that important. Like, yeah, there's underground railroad ends in Canada, by the way, not the North because they didn't, they knew what would happen there too. They just end up in jail. The largest race riots until they were surpassed by California killing Asians was in New York city, killing blacks during the civil war going around lynching people. Um, But this whole thing, like, oh, I'm going to get my freedom if I just reach this area. You didn't. You just ended up being a sharecropper or going to jail most of the time. They had black code laws, and they would tee you as property and return you if they found you. Um, Whites did not want to live with blacks. Even the the abolitionists, a lot of them, like, yeah, well, we don't want to own you because we don't want you to live here, period. Go back to Africa. Like, that was how it was in the 1860s and 50s. It was... Uh, A lot of people just thought we ought to be separate. And that's that. Not like not even owning someone. It's like, no, we shouldn't live together at all. So, I mean, I got a lot of white nationalists ought to love Lincoln because he was like, yep, separate the races, put them on the Caribbean island, get rid of them. (laughs) Like that was his idea.
1: All right, now let's see here. Another one, Apollonia Whiskey says, I was not judging the individuals, I was judging the, co- I was judging the collective. The collective comes first before the individual, as the collective is the natural resting state of man and tribalism itself. You must think in collectivism as abstract power structures do. Um, and he also said thanks for taking questions, Ryan. It
2: doesn't matter what you think. You were saying what I said. And it ain't what I said, so I just say what I say. I don't care what you think. Like, that's how you think about collective whatever, great. But the chat before, you said, is this your worldview to everything be like New York? My hell no. New York doesn't assimilate. They don't, I mean, New York's a shithole, always has been, regardless of its racial makeup. They've always been Yankees. These are money-grubbing, greedy sons of bitches. Uh, and it doesn't matter if you add some Puerto Ricans or you add some <laughs> people from India or you add whatever Yankees or Yankees, they have been a <laughs> shithole their entire existence. Whether it was the Italians or the Jews or whoever's running in New York, New York <laughs> has always sucked ass always. All right. Now, <laughs> because their culture sucks and that goes to my point. You can flip the racial makeup around a million times. It's still going to suck because their culture sucks. Is that, I feel you're like that you could make a your joke, right? getting, getting your ears cold, or what's going on, right? All right, what's that? Ears? Is, it, is that is that beanie on because your ears are frozen over due to your ice cold takes, or what? Is it just I got a beanie out? because it's got my logo New on. it. New York is always suck, just like Yankees. my. Uh, boycott israel you think the equator is like uh putting some gravitational pull on their equilibrium and making them act like shit or you think that's what all I, right, don't but look, think it's, Dingo, I don't look. think it's because of their physical location but cultural areas do exist in yeah, geographic locations locations they have to
1: and with all due respect we're not doing the race debate tonight uh so for all the super chatters anybody else who thinks we're gonna do that for the rest of the show we're not uh it's a civil war show and so if people want to talk about that i don't know um that's not really what we're here to talk about. I've kind of indulged it a little too much, and this is what I've ended up with, so I'll, I'll take the blame on my own. Uh, but that's not really what we're getting into. Uh, and if I don't know what to say. If, if people want to talk about that, they can just do that somewhere else. Uh, Being north or south. If they pay me money, matter, I'll like read it out, though. Like
2: geography, yeah, that's not what makes it suck. It has to do with the way the immigrants from Europe came to the United States. A lot of Catholics and stuff end up north. A lot of authoritarians, they started with puritan colonies a bunch of karens and stuff and it's very different history than the immigration to the south and they grew apart you know over the decades and it's been a battle between the hamiltonian versus the jeffersonian view of how government ought to operate and abraham lincoln was of that hamiltonian henry clay kind of view of using the state to aggrandize yourself Rothschild style and were supported by Rothschilds from Europe, whereas the Jackson and Jefferson view was to divide the power of the state, to keep it out of the marketplace, uh, and, to, and also to divide the power of banks. And Lincolnites won. And so from the Civil War to now, we have had a mercantilistic imperial empire, uh, which has been to the detriment for freedom and liberty of common Americans.
1: All right, now let me see here. Uh, I think there might be some power chats. Also, I have a a quiz here that I stumbled upon. I had this picked out a couple days ago, and I forgot about it. Uh, It's a quiz with reconstruction questions uh, for like a normie classroom, Uh, and I'm gonna and and just like you
2: know they were paying union pensions until 2014.
1: Oh yeah, actually I think you mentioned that last time on the show
2: This is how bad it was From well, I talked earlier about uh, Infrastructure, public works They had The federal government spent 103 million dollars on public works And less than 10% of that was in the south And I have a visitor What's up dude? Daddy's doing a show You want to say hi real fast? (laughs) Say hello Hello all right. Hello. Hello. what was I saying? Oh yeah, the pension fund so they dedicated one day a week in government to discuss pensions for decades uh, because it was a considerable part of the budget. They, um it was such a huge deal in 1893 uh, it consisted 40 percent. Of the entire federal budget was paying union pensions this is 1893 how many of these injured soldiers are walking around but 40 percent was the budget issue and of, of paying pension funds and these are only yankee pension funds no confederate soldiers were benefiting from this but they're having to pay for it so almost half of the entire federal budget is going to pay yankee pensions all right Uh, There are so many discriminatory things, too. And they kept discussing this. And this went on until 1921. All right. They're still paying pensions, still using at least one day a week in Congress to discuss the pension fund until 1921. All right. Soldiers out there in the field in 1861. So I guess they could. There's a few of them around or whatever, but still. That is the the level. This only government can do things like this. So you're still paying Yankee pension funds, and that went on into the two thousands. All right, but you know, barely. It's like, oh well, they're still paying off some things. That's reparations, already. Um, I think I made that point. They had different freight rates. They had internal tariffs, right? Which supposedly. We got rid of those, and but uh, they it's constitutionally illegal. But it was cheaper because of the freight rates that they would slap on taxes on some states but not others because they didn't have uniform taxes, which the Confederate Constitution did have, but uh, it didn't win. So <clears throat> you could send steel, a finished product, from Pennsylvania to southern Alabama cheaper than you could send steel— from northern Alabama to southern Alabama, because they were sticking a 40% tax on goods made in the south. So that, and the, and the reason they did that is because northern industry lobbied to do it. They said, well, we don't want to have this competition. It was cheaper to make steel in the United States uh, than anywhere, actually, far more than Europeans. But um, someone could not ship steel from one side of Alabama to the other. Uh, without having to pay more than they could to get it for, all the way from Pennsylvania. And these Pennsylvania lobbyists, uh, we, where that word comes from, actually, is from Grant. He would meet so with so many special interest groups in the lobbies of hotels that they would just call them lobbyists. And we still have lobbyists today. And what is a lobbyist? Is legalized bribery is what it is. I mean, you, you go in... You pay for lunches and all this indirect way of giving people cash and putting money into their re-election campaign and blah, blah, blah. And they do you political favors. That starts with Grant. The lobbyist, the the birth of the marriage of corporation and state is Grant and Lincoln, right? These are the two that did this to the United States. It wasn't like that before. And all these people that hate crony capitalism, like, well, your top hat wearing long-legged stinking Lincoln is who you ought to blame. They heroize this motherfucker. and like, no, he sold us down the river. He let the interests take over the country uh, for their banks, for their foundries, and for their railroad especially, just soak up uh, living off the tit of government. And not only are they getting subsidized by the government, but they're getting favorable taxes and regulations that would stifle their competition to ensure that they can maintain monopolies and that went on uh pretty much until world war 2. It wasn't like oh it ended in 1877 or something like that. Reconstruction went on parts of it, the union pension fund, the, you know, different freight rates for different areas, favorable banking regulations, all that went on until 1950. And I think this this is my opinion and uh, it's not like a fact, but I think the reason it ends in World War II, besides Southerners being 36% of the population, 44% of the military, is Europe had been so leveled, they destroyed each other. You know, France, they, they all need this Marshall Plan later. They had devastated themselves to the point where that industry was no longer a competition with the U.S. And so they didn't need the protective tariffs and things they didn't need a 45% of tariff because the U.S., all U.S. industry was still intact after World War II, whereas most of Asia and Western Europe and, well, all of Europe had been completely devastated, right? So that's when they finally got rid of the tariffs. And, you know, it made U.S. industry thrive. And only then could the South get back on its feet from about 1950 or so to now, uh, where they started. Uh, to rise economically but the damage had been done I mean over 80 years of reconstruction and just abuse there was property confiscations that's why the Klan arose was to fight off uh, people confiscating property Forrest Nathan Forrest um, who just he disavowed the Klan that came with the stupid ghost uniforms and all that but at the original original KKK was a paramilitary group ready to restart the Civil War if they were going to press with their confiscation of property because that was enough was enough. They were taking property away from whites uh, and giving it to blacks or giving it to northern carpetbaggers. Union, uh, the amount of rape from these people that would go to a lot of southern households, the men were dead. And they would go in there and just steal everything out of the house. Uh, And if the woman was in there, they'd rape her. Uh, The Union Army had over 156,000 cases of syphilis uh, that had gone around where they had been raping so many women. And this is why the South has such a strong right to bear arms. It's that woman that had a pistol or something could defend herself. Otherwise, she's not getting raped. She's getting gang raped, and usually publicly. Tearing off her clothes in front of other people she knows, and raping her and there were some union commanders and things that would shoot somebody if they found them doing that but at a certain point it just let loose and it continued after the war the rape continued after the war they would come down their carpet bag steal all the silverware anything that you could even sell you know and rape the women uh because so many of the men were dead they lost um if you look at the percentages right if you were to have a war today where we lost, you know, 3% of the population or so. Uh, you're talking about, like, and this is if, if you had all of the United States, not just the South. It would be like uh, going to war and losing 17 million soldiers. Can you imagine? Like, Vietnam was 55,000. Right. Can you imagine a war? And That's considered an epic
1: disaster. S- yeah. yeah.
2: 17 million people. No, <laughs> that's what the South went through, though. Um, and then you've got, uh, sharecroppers were making a whopping 17 cents a day. Okay. And to compare that, I have a note here cause I don't memorize all this stuff, but, uh, they live like serfs in 1938. The average was $63 or 17 cents a day. The Ohio poverty line in 18, 1873 was a $1 dollar a day. And that was 65 years earlier. Let me say that again. The, the poverty line just in Ohio, which is not the wealthiest northern state or anything, in 1873 was a $1 dollar a day. I only picked that because it's a nice round number. It happened to be a dollar, right? So it was a dollar a day. That 65 years later. Sharecroppers in the South are making 17 cents a day. 17 cents versus a dollar and you know how much inflation occurred over 65 years that's fucking poor that's what i'm saying and that's not the entire southern industry that's sharecroppers i cherry-picked that industry but that's what most people were doing uh because they were on subsistence living I feel, they didn't have a lot of industries. I feel like
1: it's hard for a lot of people to understand just how poor the South really was after all this. Uh, and even, you know, I'm from the South. Uh, one of the poorest places in the country is where I'm from, actually. Uh, Memphis area, Crittenden County, West Memphis, all that. That is literally one of the poorest places in the country. Uh, and it's still very poor to this fucking day uh, from Reconstruction. Really, that was kind of one of the things I was getting at here, too. The South has, has been... Um, you know, lagging behind for years and years and decades and decades, and it was um, a designed play, uh, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not an accident.
2: Uh,
1: and like you said, the Property values were cut right. in
2: half. line in the years. media,
1: by Hollywood. This stuff is not an accident, uh, what's been going on here.
2: No, they and they always justify it by saying, oh, we're freeing the slaves, and you're all just a bunch of backwards cousin fucking racist, blah, 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 right. blah. And, uh, you know, they... <laughs> majority of southerners didn't own slaves in the first place they're fighting because they got invaded right and i always I, if you're ever talking to a, like a liberal or something you have to give an example of something a republican did like george bush's war in iraq totally pointless there were no weapons of mass destruction a bunch of neocons lied us into that war deceived us and so did the media I went along with it so we ended up wasting trillions of dollars and killing 100,000 iraqis or more and 6,000 dead Americans, but the Iraqis, why were they fighting? It was because they're all Saddam loyalists, because they all believed in what he didn't know. They fought back because we went over there and leveled their cities. We blew Fallujah back into the Stone Age. We invaded Tikrit. We went into Baghdad and Mosul, and they started fighting us because we're over there killing people they know and destroying their property. The Yankee armies went into Virginia, tried to anyway, uh, setting farms on fire and raping women, and and send, went down there with soldiers to destroy their cities. They didn't have much success because of Jackson and Lee, but in Tennessee, uh, which just did not have the population to fight, you know, hundred eight thousand soldier armies like Sherman had. They looped around. They burned Columbus, South Carolina. They burned Atlanta, Georgia. They just burned down cities, right? Uh Nagasaki style right I'm gonna say literal like, war crimes I mean, Yeah it is like, literal war crimes you're attacking Civilians both black and white you're You're causing starvation and mayhem And all and all because you can't win on the Battlefield so you're just gonna go around And set everything on fire and try And hurt their industry material and win That way Uh And a lot of people that didn't give a fuck one way or the other or maybe wanted to stay in Union and then their state didn't. So they just went with it or whatever. But when you go down and start attacking their personal homestead, yeah, they're going to join the Confederate Army like they fought you because you're killing them. You're on their land. You're in their state trying to force them to join your state when they, you know, legally, by the way, left
1: yeah well and that's another
2: thing how dare you resist us well that's they put the tariff on and very very little happened in the means of punishing all this mass rape and and arson and so on well uh and now they you can't even commemorate confederates that resisted with a statue or anything they want to tear that down too and uh aside from Tennessee, the only one not under military occupation, a lot of Southern states didn't have any statues until the Spanish American war. And they, they actually asked for forests. Like they actually asked for former Confederate generals to help them win the Spanish American war. They're like, I want that guy. (laughs) We had such a problem with them and they had a lot of veterans, uh, help defeat the Spanish in 1898. Uh, of Southerners. And so they got a little bit of respect for well, they're fighting for the Union now, right? Against the, the Spanish. And they allow them some monuments for veterans and whatnot. But the North was already building them. And the, both sides slowly uh the South didn't have the capital to do it <laughs> for all those reasons I just explained. But as soon as they did, they'd always done little things, flowers on graves and the wreaths and things they could build, but Proper monuments wouldn't come about until about the 1890s. uh, And then more and more. And during the centennial of the war of 1960, you have a lot go up because it's a 100-year anniversary. And it's something they'd been wanting to commemorate for a long time and didn't have the means to do it. I mean, they're suffering under Reconstruction basically until the end of World War II, right? It's about actually until the end of the, the start of the Korean War in 1950. That's when things start turning around again in the South and immediately because it's only five years spread between desegregation, the civil rights movement and the centennial of the civil war. They always say, Oh yeah, they put up statues uh, because they were pissed about desegregation. Like, no, they were doing that five years before that, but it was just a centennial and they had, there is the battle flags in the state flags as Mississippi and other states like have the battle flag. It was that important to them. Uh, that flag represents standing up to tyranny. That is a flag for veterans. It is the, you am talking about like uh, the cross with the stars. They were fighting against an invading army and navy. The north inherits the navy, by the way. The south had to take merchant marine ships and convert them into war boats in the middle of a war, right? The north hit. Uh, North Carolina hard in the beginning of the war to try and take those ports and they'd already put a uh, blockade on Virginia and North Carolina which were still part of the United States so after the blockade on three southern states then they secede right and largest city North Carolina at the time was Wilmington was on the coast and totally pro Confederate So you can't blockade our goods and put these taxes on us we're out that'll devastate us they knew that if you put a 45% tariff on these goods that we're going to end up being the slaves of the North. And they were. Because they had a war. North won. And they put up they kept that 45% tariff and worse. <clears throat> and they eventually they sucked all the wealth out of the South and transferred it to the North. The 10 wealthiest states became the 10 poorest. The, the least, the poorest Southern state which was still wealthy was Arkansas, which was still wealthier than Connecticut, which was the richest Northern state. And all that got reversed after the war, the Northeast becomes the power center and of finance and everything else. And the South is just impoverished up until about 1950. Um, And then Hollywood continued to demonize it like, oh, this backward South is uneducated country bumpkins is a education suffered because of lack of capital, too. Uh, But whenever they needed soldiers, they'd always tap the South for fresh bodies. Right. They're fighting somewhere. They would get the Southerners to do that for them.
1: True on all counts. All right, now let me, and very well said there, especially at the end. Um, also, I'm seeing, we'll talk about the time capsule because they opened the wrong time capsule, turns out. Uh, and I just saw that just now. I didn't realize that they opened a new one today. Uh, I'll tell you what's in it. I was getting a chuckle because I was reading that at the same time. Apparently, they found a certain photograph. I'll tell you about uh, what the photograph was here shortly. Apollonia Whiskey. It was a certain <laughs> photograph of a certain figure we've talked about this evening. Oh. Yeah,
2: I want to see that.
1: Uh, Apollonia Whiskey says, Civil War question. If the South won, do you think they would have gone through a reconstruction, quote-unquote, or how would they have handled the North's defeat? What would their restructuring look like, do you think?
2: Well, they didn't want to conquer the North. They wanted to separate from it. So they weren't going to impose their laws or they weren't going to have reconstruction of the North or anything like that. It would just been two different countries. And I think more northern states would have left to join the Confederacy because the tax policies and stuff of the North were so bad. Um, it had the South won the war, which they almost did in 1863, like, and you could have said, like, if Lincoln had not been reelected, because <clears throat> they did lose 29 seats, the Republican Party did, and, and Lincoln basically just sent soldiers to the polling places and and Bidened his way into an election, he just cheated. You know, <laughs> but like, uh, had he been out, McClellan got in. Let's say, and he had ended the war. Like, South don't even have to win; the North just has to quit, right? Uh, if he, had, if the North, had stop attacking, and withdrew on its troops. I, I still think there would have been reconciliation and negotiation between the two states, the two like the Confederacy and the the remains of the the old Union would have been become trading partners, would have started working together again. Uh, and I think slowly, um, a lot of these Northern policies would have been reversed and they would all join the Confederacy and they would, did you still have a union? It's just, you have a different constitution that is uniformity over trade policies, taxes and goods. And, um, most of much the rest of it was the same, same as ever was. I still think slavery would have lasted, uh, a little longer in the deep South, uh, for blacks, but not for Chinese. Um, and they would have done the old model of venture capitalism and raised funds for um, other public works and things. The wealth would have been retained. South was still making 80% of the world's cotton. Uh, Plenty of money to go around. Things would have returned to normalcy a lot faster. Nobody would have had to go through those multiple decades of poverty. Uh, And slavery would have ended anyway. And I think probably they would have paid compensation to the slave masters would have been the way to get rid of it as had been done in other countries. That's how they ended it, uh, without firing a single bullet. Uh, I do also think it's, you know, had there not been a war, like a lot of weapons were invented because of that war, from six-shot revolvers to submarines, uh, which led to the decimation of the remains of American Indians and an arms export by the United States to the entire globe. Right. They are sending Gatlin guns and things to Japan to kill the samurai like the weapons increase caused by the pressure of the Civil War really redrew the map across the globe. It's also because of the Civil War that cotton traders in Turkey and Egypt became extremely wealthy, which helped the Ottoman Empire and yada, yada, yada and leads to World War One, like because they needed a replacement, they couldn't buy from the South, so they start buying from the Turks or they start buying from the Middle East. Um, those industries would never have risen had, you know, the 80% of the cotton that was being sold was out of the American South. Had that not been cut off for five years, then they wouldn't have been built up in another place. So, like, so many different things would have happened had there not been a war, if it had gone the other way. That's really hard to... Wrap your head around. Okay, what would have, what it would be like if, because it would have just redone the the entire planet.
1: All right. Now, uh, let's see. All right. Um. Haley May says English is the true language of the South. Uh, she's not letting that go. Shout out to Haley May. Thank you. She says, Does Dawson? I don't blame her. Stick with it if that's what you believe. She says, Does Dawson <clears throat> think the South will ever secede? It hit once.
2: <laughs> I mean. You know, again, like with the COVID restrictions stuff, who's resisting it? Southern states, Florida, Texas, Mississippi, like they're not doing it. Uh, I think Virginia will uh, come January twelfth when they get their new administration in, they're going to be southern again too, and they're not going to have these mandates and CRT and all this bullshit. Like these the resistance to all that crap is still that Jeffersonian philosophy. It's southerners that are going to go against that, but if there isn't a red wave in 2022 and they just mail in themselves votes or like last time. Yes, you will see secession. You'll see it in Texas. You you might see it in Alaska because both of them have it on the docket already. But if they openly steal another election and allow these shit libs to do what they've been doing with massive inflation, and supply chain crisis and open borders and all that. I think it's very likely you could see secession again. Like, they've, these liberals have bitten off more than they can chew. And, yeah, like, uh, the first act, HR1, for the Biden administration was getting rid of voter ID. And what they say, voter ID is racist. Voter ID is not racist. Saying voter ID is racist is racist. You're implying that, oh, certain races don't have to find a DMV and get a driver's license? Or what, what's the... <laughs> you want a COVID pass for everything, but you can't have voter ID. They don't want voter ID because they encourage illegal votes because that's the only way that side can win. That's why they they have an open border. They think these people are, are going to vote Democrat. And people realize this. And so I could see, I think, secession is, you know, if they try and do federal mandates for vaccines or something, you're going to have states and governors going, well, fine, we're leaving the union. Because the population is not going to put up with that. And they can't keep the boot on the neck for that much longer. Like, how long do you want to walk around wearing face masks and shit? Like, how many more years? Because they'll do it forever. They will do it for as long as you comply. But down south, they're not complying. And you've got people like DeSantis. And I know he's shitty on Israel and other things. But he is not doing vaccine passports. And he is not doing mask mandates. You don't have to wear a mask in Florida, indoors or outdoors, at all. These people like Dr. Fauci, maybe uh, they need to uh, go to prison. And if we don't see any justice and you can't fix things in D.C., which I don't think you can, there's only one solution, which is separation that we need to secede. That has always been the solution. Just you cannot fix the North. Just leave them because all our debts, right? Who's in the most debt? California, New York, Illinois, like the the most populous Yankee states have the highest debt. Who has the least debt? Texas and Florida and I believe Alaska, right? That's where the oil is too. That's where the Alaska is dishing. But why are we paying for their debts? Like all these Southerners are still being taxed to pay for the irresponsible policies of San Francisco and New York and Chicago, right? They run themselves in the ground just handing out money for votes you know there you've never had a clean election in chicago ever right new york isn't much better san fran you got scat apps and syringes you know hypodermic needles and stuff homelessness is rampant people just run into stores and steal shit oh if it's under 100 if it's under 950 dollars we just won't call the pigs right that's that's the kind of Yankee culture you have where there's like, oh, everybody's going to be categorized by their race and their sex and their this and that. And we're going to have equity. We're just fire a bunch of white people because there's too many of them. Those kind of ideas don't fly in the South. But Yankees, like, oh, there's... They're, I saw photos of Yankees kneeling down, wearing shirts that said, I'm sorry, kissing black people's feet. I'm like, what the fuck are you sorry about? What? I, so yeah, I agree with Muhammad Ali. He's like, I'm glad my ancestors got on the boat because he looked at the conditions in Nigeria and he goes, yeah, I'd rather pick cotton. It doesn't. It's just so stupid to blame uh, institutions like slavery or something on biology. Everybody had slaves. It's not a product of whiteness. It's a product of states. And they had, and African nations were willing to sell people. And so people were willing to buy them. So that's who ended up being slaves in this part of the world. But whites were sold into slavery too, to Arabs and all. And everybody, Asians enslaved each other. It was not... There's nothing to be sorry for, to be like, oh, I belong to this category. But liberals don't think like that. They're collectivists. They judge people based on biology. They judge people based on sexuality and stuff. They're like, we don't have enough left-handed, green-eyed Eskimos in this thing. They want to have more women. We're going to have more gays. We're going to have more intersectionality. And they they want and divvy out positions for college, positions for jobs based on categories physical categories instead of on can you do the fucking job or do you you know actually have the ability to learn this shit merit doesn't work in the north the north is more concerned with getting votes so they're like we're going to give out money give out jobs give out privileges to people if you'll vote for our party so that we can then engrandize ourselves by using the state to enrich ourselves that's the lincoln model the jefferson model is No, the state doesn't get to give money to people. And then you don't vote yourselves money. You actually have to work for money. And it doesn't matter what color you are or whatever. You're going to have to earn it. Equal opportunity, not equal outcome. But the North is the equal outcome. That's where it is. It's Portland, right? It's California. It's New York city. It's Chicago. You name these shitty places where they're all like equity and and transgender rapist, child molesters reading stories, to kindergartners, where does that happen? The fucking North, right? That culture is backwards and we should just separate because these people are, they're unfuckable. Like you cannot fix these motherfuckers. They, They don't listen. They don't, they just don't believe they're, they're off in La La Land. Uh, the city of Portland will never return. They've had a thousand homicides. And they're just like, well, we don't believe in policing. So <laughs> I'm like, okay. You got drug addicts. When do I say homelessness, that's drug addicts. That's what it is. Like, there are already social welfare programs. that will take care of you. Even if you're a complete bum, do nothing, go nowhere. You can have a place to live and something to eat. It's, we believe in that as a society but they spend all the money on drugs right away. So they don't have a place to live where they just walk around dirty clothes, fucking decrepit shit. And it's like, they're not going to fix it. They've got DAs paid by Soros. to go in and just let people go to maybe go to jail for a day and let them out again. I mean, this recent sting in Virginia, even 10 pedophiles, mostly a bunch of Pajits and stuff while they're (laughs) trying to rape little kids. And I don't have any sympathy for fucking molesters, you know, like, yeah, and uh, one of them's father had already been arrested for the same thing. It was out on bond, right? Chip off the old guess. Yeah, it's like, yeah, exactly. Like a lot of them should already be in jail for the first time. They tried to do it, but they let them out. But that's what McCullough and, these, and Northam and these fucking Yankee. They're from New York, by the way. Yankee governors come in and fuck up the state. Now, Yunkin's coming in on the 12th, breath of fresh air, uh, Lieutenant Governor Sears is coming in, another breath of fresh air, she's she's not going to put up with this shit, like if you're a pedophile, you're going to jail, first strike, you're done, like that's it, you don't get out on bond, you don't get out on bail, you don't get, you're done, you're in prison, you belong in a cage because you're a predator who's trying to rape children, that should be a one strike, you're out kind of thing. But not in liberal land. Oh, no. That's just a different form of sexuality, and they just can't help it. They love children, and, th- and then we should accept that. Nah, 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 They're trying to normalize it. Fuck that.
1: All right. Now, let me read these. Uh Sam, shout out to him uh, over on Cash App. Says, wishing you the best, Ralph. Thank you. Thank you as well. Nadie Bakes, who I'm going to see very soon in Las Vegas. Matter of fact, I'm going to... Speed through the end of the show here, too, because I got to catch a flight uh, here in Washington, D.C. I got to get in my car and drive to D.C., uh, believe it or not. Uh, now, there are a couple more here. Quebec, uh, awesome contribution, says, holy crap. I had no idea just how evil the Civil War was. I knew the Hollywood version was B.S., but damn. Um, mm-hmm. well I feel like a, a lot of people probably don't you don't really hear that much about the Civil War other than a few basic things they want to drop in your head that yeah. may or may not be winners true.
2: write the history I mean right. look at the stuff that happened to German citizens after World War II and blah blah Nazi whatever I don't care common citizens that had nothing to do with it were dragged out and and raped like so many German women got raped and by Russian hordes and stuff and uh their cities were basically evaporated. They just melted Dresden and Cologne and Hamburg. They bombed Berlin and they did the same thing in Japan with the fire bombs and used twice nuclear weapons. Just three hundred thousand dead instantly, like children, babies, everything murdered. Right? That's what the that's what war is. War is hell. Yeah, you're right. Well, hell's bad, so let's avoid this. You know, but. Uh, <laughs> That you cannot you cannot mention the suffering of Germans and Japanese because then all of a sudden, you know, you're a Nazi or something. And you can't mention the suffering and the rape and the murder and the and the abuse of children and the humiliation and stuff of Southerners because they've painted that war to be like, Oh, well then you're pro-slavery. Which is not why they're fighting. Six Northern states had slaves through the entirety of the war and after the war. Virginia ended slavery before West Virginia. And West Virginia joined the Union and had slaves. Uh, Virginia joined the Confederacy. And actually, Virginia, before Lee surrendered, had already outlawed slavery in their state just by a couple of weeks. But they'd already gotten rid of it. West Virginia had not. They would come right afterward. But it's funny, little stat there. Virginia actually ended slavery before West Virginia. <laughs> West Virginia is there pointing guns at the South, too. So is Kentucky. They had slaves Maryland had slaves, D.C. had slaves, Delaware had slaves, New Jersey had slaves, Missouri had slaves. They're all in the Union. They're all fighting. They all put on uniforms and fought against the South. All right, let me ask you, you some can. of these questions. Hold up, hold the up. The Corbin Amendment was put out before the war. It said if you will stay in the Union, we will make a constitutional amendment to enshrine slavery so that it can never be gotten rid of. All right, let me ask you. still left.
1: Let me ask you some of these questions from this random quiz that I found. Where is this from? Uh, I don't know some class. <clears throat> was it fair for scallywags to be considered traitors by other Southerners?
2: Yeah, fuck the scallywags.
1: <laughs> First, explain what a scallywag is for those who don't know. I know
2: but it's a uh, a turncoat that was working with the Yankees. Right.
3: They say the traitor is and worse than an enemy like, and that would is move the
2: enemy. scallywags Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I talked over you for a second.
3: Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, the the traitor is worse than an enemy, and that's exactly what describes a scallywag. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and then, like you said, the carpetbaggers came from up north. The scallywags basically conspirators with the carpetbaggers in the northern. Right. Yeah.
3: Yes. Right. And a lot of these were people who were, quote-unquote, unionists. You know, some of it were Scallywags. Was the- yeah. <laughs> Some of these resided in the actually anti-secession but anti-slavery oh, the parts there. of the Appalachian Mountains.
1: <laughs> All right. Um, that's right, brothers. Um, now, which southern loophole was the worst? Wait, what is this? Okay, some of this is like an anti-southern test, of course. I'm trying to pick out anything that's decent.
2: Let's see. Jim Crow laws were to punish poor white Southerners too and they always paint that as Oh no it was just for blacks Was slavery or sharecropping Worse (sighs) sharecropping lasted longer so i don't know i'd say slavery's worse than sharecropping. yeah maybe but it's not Not by a lot though (laughs) It's it's not the hands down
1: defeat you would think it would be uh no i i'd have to agree with you tech actually yeah i mean probably slavery a little bit worse but uh not by you uh,
2: you would have a actually have a higher standard of living and a greater chance of not dying from starvation being a slave than a sharecropper
1: Yeah. It's just as a
2: sharecropper, at least you have the potential to not be a sharecropper and be free. Whereas slave, you're a slave no matter what. That's why it's worse. But as far as like, if that, if you had to say, uh, all right, that's going to happen to one of my sons, neither one, man. But like, as a sharecropper, you're probably going to starve to death. As a slave, it's in somebody's interest to take care of you, but you don't have any freedom your whole life. It sucks, but like, you're not going to die because you're too valuable. That's why you're there. But, it's that's a stupid question. It depends, and uh, what depends what kind of slave. Like, are you going to sure, be doing the sure. sugarcane fields? Because that was the worst. Picking cotton eh, sucks, but uh you know, depends where you are in that spectrum of of slavery, and uh, also for sharecropping too. Because a lot of sharecroppers just died. That's what happened. When they now, starved to death.
1: There's a few more. Was Reconstruction a success or a failure? I guess this depends on your point of view too, but.
2: It's a failure for human rights and all that, but it's a success for the Yankee businessmen. You know, that's (laughs) from their point of view, it worked really well. They got all the southern wealth, and you know, there was no reconciliation. That's the other part of reconciliation was allowing Confederate monuments, right? And which are always to soldiers in general. You never see a statue of some Confederate politician, right? It's always to Lee or jackson or somebody like that or just generic you know to the soldiers who die and yada yada but you know reconstruction was an abysmal failure because it lasts you know all the way until 1950 with abject poverty uh and hookworm infestations and rickets and all these things it was a disaster for and for everybody the only good thing that come out of the end of the civil war was ending black slavery that's it uh but it just got replaced by sharecropping and, and reinstituting slavery through the prison system anyway. All
1: right, now let's see. Did Reconstruction make it better or worse for African Americans? Make life better.
2: Mm, it made it better for some of them, worse for others. I mean, a lot of them just ended up doing what they were doing anyway, except the the poverty was so great for everybody in the south that okay you're free you're free to go starve you know because the capital had been taken away like i said it went from 61 million to 17 um it would have been better if you left the south maybe and could go to some northern city that still had infrastructure left and get a different kind of job but if you're there trying to farm yeah, you were pretty screwed um You would have to be a very industrious person and somehow already had an education, which almost no slaves had access to, to make it. So for the majority of them, it wasn't barely any change at all. And Sherman even wrote, because I have never heard of any of these, uh, I'll say African-American, that's what he said, but um, asking for voting rights. That's not among their demands, right? Um, Nah, but being a slave, like, is the pits, like, at least as a sharecropper or something, slaves couldn't even choose who they want to marry, like, they had no if you, I mean, you could if your master let you, it was all up to, it depends on who owned you, whatever like, you're all at the whim of someone else, right but during Reconstruction everybody was fucking poor and it didn't matter what color you were Uh, and there was no way out of it, people just moved west or left, there's a big brain drain Uh, a lot of Southerners end up Going west because there's zero opportunity in the south.
1: All right, now let's see. There's a couple more. I'm going to read this last question. I'll let you answer that. This is from some random test I found by the way. How would America be different today if Reconstruction had been totally successful, quote unquote, uh, is the term. That is. If it, if it all went to plan and the South had bowed down, how how would we be different today?
2: It's so dumb because the, the test is trying to say it's like, big, well, we tried to have reconstruction yeah. but the South kept doing these bad things with Basically, these loopholes. That's what. Right? It, that's yeah. the
1: whole premise yeah, of the test. Yeah. I was trying so to stupid. dig something out of there, but yeah, it's a completely biased test, obviously.
2: I mean, like, what if instead, I mean, you just have to meet the demands that were made before the war. You got rid of the 45% tariff. You allowed them to sell their own cotton didn't send agents down there to steal it and stuff and you could abolish slavery, and everything would have survived just fine, but that's not what they did. They taxed the hell out of these people and chained them up, raped them, burned their houses down, they looted mansions, all these southern all this architecture stuff was lost uh I mean twenty percent of the people died so and we're finding out now there are more casualties than we ever knew now, the North lost more soldiers by you know maybe a hundred thousand more but they started with a lot more soldiers and they also 40% of their army was mercenaries. They had 200,000 Germans and 250,000 Irish conscripted into their army. They, so that was kind of what happened is the South could not replace its men and the North could because they're getting immigrants from Europe because it's closer and they would put them right off the boat into a uniform. Say, here's your gun. Go die down there in Dixie. Um, it's a fucking pointless war. That's why Lincoln's so terrible. The whole thing could have been avoided. Just don't have the goddamn tariff. and it w- Or just let him secede. Bye. You know. Couldn't do that. He needed the revenue. And said as much. That was his first speech to Congress. Is that he sent them down there to collect the revenue. That is why the union is fighting. Preserve the union. Meaning preserve our tax haven where we can go and collect the revenue. Which we're going to spend in the north.
1: Nia Norris says the Germans had forced brothels in every village. The Japanese were brutal to China in World War II. Dawson, why can't you yeah. acknowledge all evil is wrong, he says.
2: I do. I think that side of the story is said, right? So people know how bad Nazis were. People know how bad the Imperial Japanese were. But they don't look at that and go, well, who are they fighting? The French and the British? I mean, these are colonial empires that had taken over about 40% of the planet Okay, it's not like they have they can be waving their finger at anybody. And I know that Japanese did live action medical tests on Chinese people. Horrible things. There's Nan King. There's all that. And, you know, and uh, obviously the Nazis put people in labor camps and da 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 da. da. But that is drilled into your head every day. Everybody knows, especially German crimes like you don't eat. That's not like some forgotten thing we're never taught. I'm trying to give a voice to voiceless people and saying, well, also German citizens got raped and abused and da 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 da. And, you know, when you're saying like, oh, well, it's okay to nuke Japan because they attacked Pearl Harbor, but like, who's the they? The military attacked a military base in Hawaii. They did not just start killing Hawaiian civilians or something. And the little kids in Hiroshima and Nagasaki had nothing to do with any of it. And you just went and evaporated those people. You didn't bomb a military base. You bombed a city of people not involved. And the same thing, like if you, you, the German army had already been defeated. There is no fucking point to go in and loot and burn and pillage. But they just wanted to punish them. The Morgenthau plan wanted to sterilize them and completely wipe out the German race forever. Fortunately, that wasn't done. But those are some of the sick things that were being floated around. You right. know, and this is it's stupid. Like, why don't you acknowledge the bad things Japan and Germany and Italy did? I do. And I don't think anybody doesn't know those things. Everyone, that's second grade. You go to Holocaust museums and stuff, right? Like, everybody had to read Anne Frank in school. But you do not hear what the Americans, the British, the French, and the Chinese did. Yeah, the Chinese killed far more Chinese than the Japanese. Russians killed more Russians than anybody else, too. Communism killed more people than fascism or imperialism Uh, you know the Holdemore 15, 10 I'll take the conservative number around 9 or 10 million people in Ukraine starved to death before World War II Uh, that story wasn't even mentioned till the recent conflict in Ukraine with Crimea no one knew about it I didn't learn about Holdemore in school I learned about the Holocaust I learned about anything that you know wasn't our fault but you know, the winners write the history. Britain had colonized India. They had got they they used to go down, like I said, with the Gatlin guns that were invented in the north. British bought as many as we would sell, went down to West Africa, and would just mow down towns, just, dit, 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 just whoever, just, just they called it hammering. And they would just yeah. go and hammer a town with because they had machine guns. they like, look at this new toy. And just shoot people. You know, this is the kind of people Germany and Japan and stuff are fighting. Government is the problem. There were no good guys and bad guys in World War II. All these states are evil, run by banks and do it for personal interests. And they use the poor people from both sides to go out there in the field and kill each other so that their little rich puppeteers can uh, further enrich themselves off of your death and misery.
1: All right, I'm going to have to call time there. Now, there's a couple more super chests. I'll play those because they did get sent in. Because uh, I got to catch this flight. if I wait too long, I won't be able to get my stuff together. Uh, now, hold on one sec. I got to bounce, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's very good because we got like two more here. Great show and great guests. Urban
0: Moving Thank Systems you. sent $3. Great show and great <laughs> guest, THX.
4: <laughs> right,
0: Are they high fiving? Yeah. Shin
4: 256 be sent $10, Ryan. I have been watching you for years on this show and others. Always great. But race realism is an important topic. Not necessarily just for white and black people, but for the Jewish and non-Jewish. They, ding, fear it because it calls them out. Yeah. All right.
2: Whatever. I'm not getting sucked into an argument about that stuff. I don't think Jews are a race. I think it's an identity. Whatever.
1: Thank you, sir. I appreciate you coming on and talking about the uh, Civil War a little bit. Tell people where they can find you.
2: Civil War stuff I have one called DawsonTime.com And then general All the war stuff is on ANCReport.com That's where you can get Epstein Map That's where you can get uh, a base calendar And basically Everything that would trigger a shit lib Is in this I mean it is nice
1: (laughs) All in one package Thank you man, we'll have to have you back on uh, Sometime next year, Happy New Year
2: Appreciate you coming on Happy New Year to you Good luck today in your thing
1: Thank you man I appreciate it Uh, And I'll talk to you soon Uh, Butters thank you as well man for stopping by I appreciate you as well
3: no problem. Are we on for the episode tonight? Or are we? Uh, Man, I
1: gotta to catch it? my flight. I completely forgot that I have to catch a flight at five a.m. So, um, no. <laughs> no, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, be the answer. I actually went about fifteen minutes longer. I don't know what I was thinking when I said yeah. that because I gotta roll out. But um, yeah, I actually have to go pack. I'm not even packed. Throw some stuff in a suitcase and then go to DC. airport. How's
3: about this for the for the twenty four hour stream? I could give the segments, you know, Burbum with Brothers live on the 24 hour stream with you and me. Maybe
1: we could do that, work something in on the 24 hour stream, some kind of segment. Yeah, I think that that could probably work. I'll need some time to fill anyway. Um, So, yeah, we'll figure something out for the 24 hour stream. That sounds good.
3: Yep, that'll work, I feel like, because that's that's All the right. main event, and I've got a lot of notes to take forward. All
1: right, good. We'll figure something out, um, and I'll hit you up on DMs. Thank you for popping in. Sorry to get to talk that much, but you know how it goes. Thank you, man.
3: No problem. I'll see you later. All
1: right, I'll see you later. All right. Now, I'm going to go ahead and go. Also, I had this. Man, I see people. Why do they? I saw somebody saying that there's always a different story about my college graduation I graduated from college I just owed them $800 after I graduated because they didn't give me full credit for the Spanish class like full financial aid credit and try to make me pay for that out of pocket and I was broke at the time and so I never have paid them so I don't have my physical degree but I saw some other dumb bitch lying earlier I graduated from college
0: would you be into getting Jimmy Dore or Caleb mopping on Infree has is also big into their group based Marxist Leninists. Oh yeah. I'm supposed to they have a lot Infra to say about man. bread tube.
1: Yeah, I'm done. Go ahead, Gino. Oh, some of these didn't pop up. I'm, I'm sorry running for
0: Congress in West Virginia's second district. I'm sorry. America first and America first only general 4 house.com.
1: I'm sorry. Those didn't pop up earlier, by the way, I kind of feel like they got more attention here though. Um, but yeah, I would have those guys on for sure. Uh, but yeah, there goes, uh, scholastic ralph that's me with the chancellor of the south carolina um university system actually i don't know if he still is Uh, but that's me in college i feel like i've shown this before uh but that is me getting my degree quote unquote now the degree's not in there because i owed him eight hundred dollars i don't have the dig here on the fucking panel uh, but I had a $50 per month payment plan after I got out of school. But I, like I said, I was broke. And I finally just stopped paying it because I was like, this degree ain't doing shit for me. I don't give a fuck what I'm going to put on my wall. Fuck you, motherfuckers. I, I, actually, I didn't even do that consciously. I missed like a couple months worth. And they turned it over to collections. And then once they put in collections, I was like, fuck you. Um, so one day, whenever I get back down there to South Carolina, I've been back down since. But one day when I actually get to fucking go to USC Upstate and figure out just who the fuck, I don't know who has the, the fucking debt at this point, and then I'll have to pay that off and then go back to the school and probably tell them to send the thing, but whatever. Yes, I did graduate, cocksucking cunt. The
0: Royal, we sent $3 before I worked with Limited. I worked for a company who did marketing, and we got work from Limited. My boss took me to a mall where the first Limited store still stood and said Wexner kept it for his mom to go in and terrorize the employees daily. <sighs>
1: All uh, right, now, I'm gone. Let's go ahead, go to Vegas. If you see me there, hit me up. If you're there, hit me up. I don't know, I gotta go. I'm running late. I was gonna say something else and I completely forgot and I just remembered that I just need to go. All right. <laughs> Where's my song? Oh my God. Uh. There it goes, Good night. looking for the pitbull opponent Wolfgang I should hopefully have that in the next couple days I don't know I'm gonna DM some people I think that female wants to do it I'll look into it we'll find somebody Free Route Festival January 3rd that's the next Kill Stream that's the next Tequila Sunrise Happy New Year everybody thank you for the support it's truly an honor and a privilege to host this show I hope you enjoy watching it in the year 2021. Farewell.
0: we